Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. And welcome along to IMSA Radio. We'll join up with IMSA TV in about five minutes' time uh, for the world feeds. John Hindhoff and Jeremy Shaw in the booth. It is uh, Sheer Adam down in the pit lane. Our first thing is to say thank you for joining us on a busy weekend just after 10 o'clock in Europe, 9 o'clock in the UK, uh, and 4 o'clock East Coast time here at Canadian Time Motorsport Park. It is the Canadian Time Motorsport Part 120 for the Michelin Pilot Sports Car Challenge coming up right now, and it's live. The IMSA Prototype Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Let's get the grid music playing so Jeremy Shaw can take a deep breath and run you down the runners and riders. Thank you, John. This is the sixth round of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge at Canadian Time Motorsport Park 120. We have 32 cars on the grid, 17 GS. 15 TCRs. So there should have been an extra GS car, but unfortunately, last week's winner, Dylan McAvern and Bill Oblin, Dylan had a big crash in qualifying yesterday, and that number 95 turn at Mersport BMW cannot be repaired in time for today's race. So, starting at the back of the grid, the other race winner from last weekend at Watkins Glen, Robbie Wickens will start in the 33rd, 33rd position in the, excuse me, in the 32nd position in number 33, Brian Herder sport, or Brian Herder order sport with Kerbanger Janian Hyundai Elantra because he missed qualifying. He had a very good reason. Congratulations to Robbie Wickens and his wife on their birth of their first son on Friday afternoon. Uh, 31st position on the grid, making his debut this weekend, is Connor Atrell in number 88, the Hyundai race in Canada, Hyundai Elantra. Elantra. Row 15, Ron Tomlinson, another Canadian for Tooth Autosport, an Audi RS3 LMS TCR, that's calibre 48. Alongside him, Rory van der Stur, calibre 19, the van der Stur racing Hyundai Veloster NTCRs. Two Audi RS3 LMSs on the 14th row grid. One of them, the DSG gearbox car, that's calibre 15, Eric Rockwell for Bellgarden Technicial Racing. Alongside him, the sequential gearbox car for Roadshagger Racing, calibre 61 is Gavin Ernstone. Row 13, Victor Gonzalez and calibre 99, Victor Gonzalez Racing Team on the Civic uh, TCR. Alongside the lone Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce in the field for KMW Motorsports for TMR, TMR Engineering, calibre 5 is Roy Block. Michael Johnson will start car number 54. That's a Michael Johnson racing with Brian Herder, Autosport Hyundai Elantra, in the 24th position on the grid. Alongside defending series champion Taylor Hagler, car number one for Brian Herder, Autosport with Kerbag Janian, a Hyundai Elantra. Teammates in car number two will start one position farther up the grid. That's AJ Muss. 
alongside him the second of the two Autosport Audi RS3 LMS TCRs, excellent running qualifying for Travis Hill in caliber 26. The third position on the grid in TCR, also for Brian Herder Autosport, another Hyundai Elantra, caliber 98 is Parker Chase. Second position on the grid, Chris Miller, number 17, Unitronic JDC Motorsports Audi RS3 Sequential. But on the pole position, for the fourth time this season, remarkably, in car number 77, another Brian, Her Auto Brian Herder Autosport Elantra is Tyler Maxson on the pole position in TCR. Moving on to GS Field, at the back, also had a crash yesterday in practice, is Nick Galante in car number 22, the hardpoint Porsche 9718 GT4 RS CS. Two more Porsches on the one row ahead of him, Mark Siegel in car number 93 for Carbon with Peregrine Racing, and for Team TGM in car number 64, that's Ted Giovannis. Row 7, Gary Ferreira, car number 11, Capstone Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT4, alongside the lone Chevrolet Camaro GT4R for Rebel Rock Racing in car number 71, that would be Frank Depew. Row 6, Sean Quinlan, car number 43, Stephen Cameron Racing, BMW M4 GT4, alongside another Porsche for BGB Motorsports from Canada in car number 83 is Tom Collingwood. Row 5, Vin Barletta, car number 96, the second of the Turner Motorsport BMWs, but the only one that will be taking part in this race. And then two more, two Ford Mustang GT4s for JG Wentworth Racing by PF Racing in car number 877 is Sheena Monk. Then eighth position on the grid for PF Racing, another Ford car number 40, James Pezek. Michael McCann will start car number eight in the seventh position. That's the McCann Racing Porsche 718 GT4. Similar car in the seventh position for Team TGM, car number 46, Hugh Plum. Tim Probert, his best ever qualifying position in his 99th start in the, in the Michelin Pilot Challenge from Marilla Racing, that's the number 65 Mercedes, will start fifth. Row two of the grid, Alan Brynjolfsson, the championship leader in car number seven for Volt Racing. That's an Aston Martin Vantage GT4, alongside another Marillo Racing Mercedes, car number 56, making his debut this season, uh, filling in for Kenton Cook, who's racing elsewhere. That would be Mark Miller onto the front row. Damien Freneschi from Argentina, a brilliant debut for Riley Motorsports in its uh, Toyota Gazoo Racing Toyota of, of Latin America, that's a Toyota Supra in caliber 14, but on the pole position for the first time in his young career for Murillo Racing, Mercedes AMG GT4, caliber 72, the pole sitter is Kenny Murillo. Welcome along. If you're just joining us, it's John Hindorf and Jeremy Shaw in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. We're at Canadian Time Motorsport Park, uh, just outside of Oshawa. Bormanville, Ontario, just under two and a half miles, 10 corners uh, around this circuit, which hasn't changed very much since it was first carved out of the countryside uh, in the early 1960s and it provides a real challenge for everyone concerned. Some fabulous corners, the commitment of turn number eight, which is super quick after you've come up the curving Mario Andretti straight, but also... Turn one, turn two, blind over the top of the hill there. And then in the braking area, down through the dip and then climbing up to turn five, which is Moss Corner. It's good to have you company. Before I introduce you to Jeremy Shaw, let's get down to the pit lane. Shea Adam is with us with the storylines. And we'll start in TCR. Shea, good afternoon. 
Good afternoon, John, and it is beautiful out here for now. There are clouds up in the sky that look a bit menacing, but hopefully they will stay away. Alrighty, so let's start with TCR. As you said, our winners in TCR for the Watkins Glen round were Canadians. It was Mark Wilkins and Robbie Wickens. They drove together to Canada after the race on Saturday. They were here on Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Hyundai Canada appearances and shoots. 24 interviews over the span of three days for those two guys. Well, Thursday morning on route to the track Robbie gets a call baby Wickens is coming you have to get back to Indy so he drives late into the night to get home to welcome his new baby boy who was born on Friday Wesley Joseph Wickens is here and healthy and mom Carly is doing well too so Saturday Rob catches a private jet back here to race in front of Canadian fans first time he's ever driven a Canadian Tire Motorsport Park with hand controls will be during his first stint in today's race in GS the big storylines to keep an eye on Jeremy mentioned we've got Mark Miller filling in for Eric Foss's co-driver, who is being filled in for, for Jeff Mosing, who has started out the season, but Kenton Cook racing over in Europe, unable to be in Canada this weekend. So Mark Miller got the call up. He has raced with Foss before. That was in a Viper many, many years ago, but he is loving this Mercedes. And on the complete opposite end of the field, the Hardpoint Porsche sustained heavy damage after a big crash in turn one in practice one. The car is out getting ready to take the green flag. It will be Nick Galante who sees that, but they have had minimal track running so far this week. And oh, by the way, this comes off the back of a fire in their GTD hauler when leaving Watkins Glen. So when speaking with some team members earlier, they said, we've had enough of our bad luck. We're ready for some good stuff now. And Jeremy Shaw, thank you, Shay. And Jeremy Shaw alongside me here in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. In terms of tactics, these two-hour races, fairly simple for the TCRs. If nothing interferes, they can do this on one stop, correct? They can do. Uh, often, though, they will elect to do two. The, the, there is a minimum drive time, 40 minutes, which has to be, uh, has to be served. That means there's, a, there's 80 minutes that uh, they, they have to negotiate for the rest of the race. Well, these cars can't really do 80 minutes. That's a bit of a stretch. So it's, but it is possible to do it on one stop. Either you get, get lucky with the cautions or... Uh, there are there's a lot of fuel saving involved. Uh, and as far as GS is concerned, uh, we've seen this two hours effectively being broken up into into three uh, three chunks, so two stops. Now, where you take those three chunks, whether you make them all identical lengths or whether you go long and then do a couple of shorter ones that's going to be down to the tactics and how any yellow flags fly it is and uh, we've had quite a few yellow flags in recent races let's hope we have a nice clean race here this afternoon yeah because when we do we get superb racing uh, the broadcast team will be looking for our michelin moments of the race from tcr uh, and from gs that in our opinion uh, will be the team or the individual who has done something that has positively impacted the race. It might be an overtake. We had Bill Oberlin overtaking for the lead uh, in our last race at Watkins Glen International. Round the outside into the bus stop, by the way, at Watkins Glen International, if you don't mind. We had uh, Robert Wiggins and the brilliant strategy in his pace in TCR. So we'll be looking for two winners for our Michelin moment of the race and they'll get a set of brand new Michelin Pilot racing tyres for their next time out.
So, on the front row of the TCR grid, Tyler Maxson for Brian Hurd at Autosport in the number 77 Hyundai, alongside the Unitronic Audi of Chris Miller. But at the front of the GS field, it's AMG and Riley Motorsports, Toyota, Super GT4, it's the two Murillo racing AMGs that go through. Difference in the colours of those cars. Uh, look at the difference of the bonnet. You'll notice the hood, I suppose I should say. The 72 has got the blue hood, and that is how you can tell it apart from the 56 of Mark Miller, who's just slipped into second place there. Away go the TCRs on the split start, and immediately Tyler Maxson for Brian Hurt at Autosport gets the advantage over Chris Miller who drops into the wheel tracks. Third place is Parker Chase for Brian Herter in the number 98 through the newly resurfaced areas of the track over turn two and turn three. And good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on where you are around the world. If you're outside the US and your territory does not have a uh, network TV deal, watching us live flag to flag, no interruptions for the next two hours. Settle back and enjoy some of the best racing on the planet. Perfect conditions here. 25 Celsius in the air, 26 on the track. Not too harsh for the Michelin tyres. And we are racing. The countdown has begun. And a pretty sensible start from everybody. Trying to make up positions was the number 40, the pink Mustang. James Pesek going side by side with Michael McCann in the Porsche as they were coming through the final turns of the lap. Coming into Moss Corner for the first time of action, asking a big dive down the inside by Adam Brynjolfsson on Hugh Plum in the TGR, TGM, excuse me, number 46 Porsche. That was repelled and the top five then are the two Murillo Racing Mercedes, 72 from 56th, then... The Riley Motorsports Supra running up high there. That's the number 14 car. Then Hugh Plum. Then Alan Brynjolfsson in that bright highlighted yellow. Uh, number seven, the Volt Racing car. And Alan Brynjolfsson looking racy early on. His job, keep those cars ahead in sight, Jeremy. That's what all of these drivers have got to do. Hand this car over once they've done their 40 minutes drive time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And a bunch of really cool stories in qualifying. Uh, and one not so good one, of course, was the crash for Dylan McEvern and that number 95 car that threw itself back in the, in the mix for the championship with the win last time out, but unable even to take the start in this race. That's a great shame. But what a fine effort that was uh, by Kenny Marillo to put uh, his car in the pole position. And also his teammate, uh, Tim Probert there. Remarkable effort uh, for, the, uh, for, for, for Tim. He is 70 years of age and he qualified in the fifth position. Brilliant effort, Tim. Absolutely superb. And in his 99th start, by the way, his, uh, his, his teammate Eric Foss, this is his 100th start in his championship this weekend. We talked about Ted Giovannis making his 100th start last week. Also, remiss of me, I didn't, didn't uh, fail to notice that it was Chris Wilson's 100th start last week as well. So taking part in number 101 this weekend. Another Centurion then in the Michelin Pilot Challenge as we get underway. Uh, we have had a penalty from race control at the start. However, very fortunate for Connor Attrell because the Hyundai Racing Canada Elantra NTCR, the number 88, changed lanes at the start of the race. Now, that has had drive-throughs in the past. 
but they have been given a warning. So a bullet well and truly dodged, Matrix style there, uh, for that number 88 car, Jeremy Shaw. Yeah, and I'm pleased for them. I mean, making their debut this weekend, father and son, uh, Bob is dad, Connor is son. Uh, they've, they've, uh, they race this car, this Hyundai Elantra, in the TCR regularly in the FEL series north of the border here, the, what used to be the Canadian Touring Car Championship, uh, and uh, making their debut this weekend. They've had problems through practice and qualifying. They had radio problems, they had electronic problems, they had fuel system problems. So, hey, give them a bit of a break. I, I'm all in favour of that. Well done, him. So, I mean, he was, he was back in the green in any case because of the problems they had in qualifying. So, uh, yeah. Give him, give him a pass on that one, and, and welcome to the series. I know they've had a, a tough day yesterday, but it's good to see that number 88 car, the Hyundai Racing Canada entry, making its debut in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Five minutes completed then, uh, no major change in the front of the field. Alan Brynjolfsson just put in the fastest lap last time around in that Volt Racing, that very brightly coloured yellow number seven, fifth position in that Aston Martin Vantage. It's AMG GT4 by two. Then the uh, Toyota Supra as down at the bottom of uh, turn two, at the bottom of the hill. 61 of Gavin Ernstone in the dark grey RSR Porsche. Excuse me, RSR Audi. I knew I would say that when RSR was uh, involved. Just went a little bit wide, lost a position there last time around to Lloyd uh, Block in the. Uh, sorry, to uh, Robert Wiggins uh, in the number 33, Brian Hurd, Oxford, Elantra, Lloyd Block's on the head. At the front of TCR, still Elantra, Tyler Max in 77, Travis Hill. The two teenagers on the drive through the field there, Jeremy. He certainly is. He started in the, uh, in the uh, fourth position, so really good qualifier. Another local driver, of course, races regularly in that FBL series. Uh, and uh, they've got two, the, the team has brought two brand new Audi RS3 LMS 2 CRs. They made their debut last weekend at uh, Watkins Glen just to kind of dip their toe in the water to prepare for their home race here in Canada. That Tooth Order Sport team, Tooth TWOTH, two THs. There's two Travis, Travis Hill and his brother Trevor who won that team. And at a really early start, let's be running in the second position. So that's off to them also. Let's uh, head to share Adam down in the pit lane who has Bill Orbelin. Bill, you're in your street clothes, but you're supposed to be in this race. Why are you not participating? Yeah, this is uh, not what we what we were aiming for. Uh, the car was great. We won the race in Watkins Glen. We come here, the car was quite good. And Dylan in qualifying had a slight bit of a encounter, and he smashed the ball. And it didn't look back to the speed, so I didn't expect it to be bad. When the car came in, the rear suspension was completely destroyed. The subframe moved over, the front suspension was destroyed, and the entire strut towers were moved over. That car's done. So now we have to eventually, I think, go to our backup car and head to the next race. Hope I feel bad for Dylan because Dylan never makes a mistake. The guy is clean as ever. So I feel bad for him and the Turner guys put all this effort in. But uh, we'll be back. All love for the 96 today then. Oh, yeah. Absolute support Robbie and Vin and hope they can bring home the win. Massive championship implications, John. Huge championship implications there. Jeremy Shaw, uh, with that car not able to race today. Uh, exactly right. They uh, hold themselves up to a fifth position in the points. Uh, still 400 behind the leaders, Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hinman, 
who had uh, some good news, bad news, good news again last weekend. But uh, they, they've got a handy lead in the championship. But yeah, it was looking uh, looking really good there for, for Bill and, and Dylan. They were fast in practice. And unfortunately, just uh, one minor mistake is all it takes on this track, isn't it? We've seen it before. It's a super fast, uh, ultra high commitment racetrack. And one mistake can have big consequences. Unfortunately, it did yesterday for Dylan McEwen. Great shape for him. But as Bill said, he's a super reliable, really good driver. Uh, a former champion, of course, in this class as well. So uh, it, 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 unlikely now to win the championship this season, but they can certainly finish off the season strong, having had that win last weekend. Hello to Gareth Evans, who's uh, in his man cave, the shed, working on the uh, R26B for his... Uh, that's the engine for his Mazda 787. Uh, very good. Tuned in to us here. Plenty of people staying on this evening as well at Canadian Town Motorsport Park. Good evening to you. 90.7 FM and around the world uh, on RS2, www.imsaradio.com. Good to have your company. Still the two. Marillo Racing AMG GT4s out in front, 72 from 56. Riley Motorsports with the Super in third as they go through. It's the battles in TCR, the usual that we are likely to see. Uh, Tyler Max has made a wee bit of a bid for freedom. Uh, at the front of the field but now gets called up on the back of the GS field and this is where things are going to get really tasty in TCR because those GT4 cars quick down the straight but the very nimble front wheel drive TCR's Jeremy Shaw will have places around this track where they are a bit quicker and Maxon's having to pick his way through and he's side by side with Travis Hill and with Chris Miller. Miller tries to go for the lead and takes the lead. Brilliant move in that black and yellow liquid molly car as he takes the lead for Audi, going through turn four into turn five, using the opportunity that that traffic afforded him. Yeah, and that's ridiculously close. We've got the top six, I think, TCR cars there, all in one big gaggle. Tremendous racing there. Maybe even seven, actually, with the Alpha in there as well. Eight, perhaps, with the Alpha. Uh, it's it's incredibly tight. A whole slew of, of Hyundai Elantras there, four of them, I think, among that lead battle, or maybe even five. It's just tremendous racing in TCR, uh, and, and uh, really good to see. But that was a really opportunist move, wasn't it, from Chris Miller to go from third to first. Marvellous stuff as ever, and the concentration level's huge. Right ahead of them now, Miller slips through past both of the GS cars that he was uh, trailing there. That's the Mark Siegel-driven car bomb with Peregrine, number 93 Porsche, the dark green, green car, and Gary Ferreira in the Capstone Motorsport Mercedes. It's the uh, light, uh, ready pink and white car. So the whole of that lead TCR train now in be actually haven't got by the Gary uh, Ferreira car, the Max Eagle car rather. They have got by the Gary Ferreira car, but that's allowing Chris Miller to get away. He's 16th position overall and turning some really good lap times. And this is exactly what he wants with the rest of the field behind him in TCR caught up behind Mark Siegel in that GS number 93, Jeremy. Yeah. And uh, this is a tremendous battle, isn't it? Really, really good fun. Uh, but again, you're right, you know, the TCR cars, uh, some, some of the GS cars, those toward the back of the field in qualifying, the gentlemen drivers in there, not quite as quick as some of these youngsters, particularly in the TCRs. I mean, Tyler Maxson, who's uh, was, was started on the pole position uh, in this class for the, uh, for the second time uh, this season. Uh, and... Uh, 
he is just 17 years of age and there's a whole bunch of really, really gifted youngsters in this TCR field. 2TH Motorsport just getting mugged going into the final corner. Had just taken that position from the Hyundai, but they're swapping backwards and forwards all the time. It's Chris Miller who crosses the line in the lead of TCR. Then Mark Siegel who's in the GS Carbon with Peregrine Porsche. Then Tyler Maxson, Paul Sinter is now down to third in the number 77. AJ Bus fourth in the number two. Parker Chase having the battle in the 98 with the number 26. That's the Audi. But I say that, it'll all change by the time I finish this sentence as Mark Siegel. Once again, it's down at the bottom of turn two and heading up through turn three to four that the TCRs seem to have a little bit of a performance advantage there. Yeah, they, they do, don't they? They, 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 you know, they, they? they put the power down well too with that front, uh, front wheel drive. Uh, they tend to sort of drag themselves out of the corner. There's a, a bold move on the inside of uh, AJ Must by, I think it was Parker Chase, one of his teammates there. They're all, they're all, they're all a bunch of teammates in there. Travis Hill right in the thick of that as well. He'll be loving it here. Uh, as uh, Meanwhile, Chris Miller says, thank you very much, guys. I'll see you in a little while. Because he's sort of ch- kind of checking out, at least by TCR standards, yeah, in that number 17 Unitronics car. Yeah, that's the uh, yellow, black and white Audi. Uh, and he's also got past uh, Ted Giovannis as well now. So he's up to 15th position. And now that means there's going to be a couple of cars in the GS category for these TCRs to go through. A little bit of a lub tap there on the 2TH car as they came out the final corner of the two Hyundais. Getting very close to the pit wall there as Travis Hill goes up into third. That's Parker Chase and AJ Bus. It was Parker who gave him the little nudge going into the final right-hander at turn 10 there. They've all managed to survive it. A little bit of overcast. Nothing to worry about air temperature 25 celsius track temperature 25 celsius this is just about perfect for racing right now and we've still got one hour and 15 minutes to go and ted giovannis has been turned around he was just about to be passed by that group of tcr cars that is a real shame for the tgm team owner i think he's had a little tap now was it from one of the tcr cars that came around the outside Oh, he jinked across. He was trying to stay out of the way. And it was the Hyundai of Parker Chase, I think, that was coming through there in the 98 that just managed to get down the inside. We came from a bit far back, to be honest. No, 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 no. The TCR was already there, John. Uh, And uh, Ted was just, uh, I think, possibly trying to get out of the way. Uh, I don't know, but it was, uh, no, you've got to pin that one in 64. I'm sorry. From my perspective. I don't agree with you. I think the guy behind has got to make the pass, and he didn't. He wasn't alongside. He was halfway (laughs) alongside. So we'll agree to disagree on that. The 64 card turns sharp right. Well, he's got to be at the corner, Jeremy. You've got to turn in some type. (laughs) Let's see what race control. Let's see what race control makes of it. Meanwhile, into the pit lane. And from that bottle, uh, battle, just behind that battle, is Rory van der Stern, the lightly coloured Hyundai Veloster. I suspect that with two commentators uh, and two drivers, uh, they, we will have at least six different uh, ideas of what happened there. <laughs> Bit of smoke coming off the van der Stern racing car and, in fact, just ushered uh, Gavin Ernstone into the pits as smoke was coming off that car, but Gavin managed to pull back out again. That was a smart bit of driving by the expat Englishman 
uh, was coming round the outside of the slow moving number 19 and Vanister really with nowhere else to go other than into the pits and Shea Adam is down there and not smelling good not you Shea sorry uh, that would be the car that's not smelling good <laughs> Uh, yeah, it smells of oil. I smell of essential oils, maybe, but no, this is motor oil, and this is not good. Uh, the car is still on, which they would have to do because it is a turbo, and it takes a while before it can spool down and then cool off to turn back on again if there was an issue that they were able to repair the pit lane and get it going once again. But the white smoke is still very softly emanating from the right-hand side of the engine compartment. Not ideal. It'll just be a pipe that's come off there. That's what they seem to be. Looking at the EFC systems, guys, it looks like that that incident is not being looked at at the moment by race control between Ted Giovannis and the, the number 98. And Ted's off again, and this time there's more serious damage. So was that as a result of what was... Oh, no, that's Hugh Plum. That's the other car. That's the other team GGM car. As that was running fourth. That was fourth position, Jeremy. This is up at Moss Corner. So, uh, sorry, I... I saw the same coloured car and I thought there was some issue but that was a very smoky edge exit at the top of the hill as the Vanister racing car has gone behind the wall from the pit lane although it's driving itself back to the paddock but Hugh Plum I think has no forward motion and now did he get a thud or was that oh no it was just slowing down from turn four well there's something we don't very often see Jeremy that looks like a Porsche engine problem or maybe some kind of coolant leak, but that is not good news for the car that was fourth position. Catastrophic failure there for the number 46, and uh, that's another car that was uh, you know, reasonably well placed in the championship, certainly inside the top 10. Uh, I tell you what, that team's not had a lot of luck this season, not. have they? Uh, and that's going to bring out the full course caution for the first time. But a really interesting and uh, an exciting, I think, first 12 laps of this race. Kenny Murillo there holding on to his lead, but not by much from Mark Miller. And uh, Damien Fineshi, the Argentinian there, massive amount of experience in TC2000 and other series down in, uh, in South America, doing a fantastic job to hold on there in that third position, just ahead of Alan Brynjolfsson, the championship leader, is also doing a fine job there in fourth position. So really interesting first part of this race. So a horrible few minutes there for Team TGM with first Ted Giovannis uh, in the grass, but then he rejoined seemingly without damage and he is still running. Um, but unfortunately, the bad news is that Hugh Plum the better place to the two TGM cars that uh, he drives with his brother uh, that car while it hasn't even got enough power to get itself behind the wall there is a cut off there a cut out there which I'm sure can be utilised we've got the GMC flatbed over there and already the AMR safety team and the Chevy safety trucks from IMSA are there I wonder if just a, a flat tour might have been a quicker way to get that off the firing line at the exit of turn number seven. But they're going to put it on the back of the truck and take it round the outside of the circuit, I think. Yeah, and uh, you know, you've got to wonder what other fluid has dropped down on the racetrack too. Point. So even though they might have been able to get that car out of the way, although it's, it's kind of uphill there on that uh, exit... Uh, slip road there if you like uh, it would have been difficult but certainly I think uh, definitely the right thing to do to throw out this caution because uh, it was uh, up a turn sort of 3-4 area wasn't it where the problem 
was initiated in the number 46 car. So a uh, great shame for them. But um, uh, and, and unfortunately, of course, uh, once again, uh, the, uh, the the Plum Brothers won't be able to extend their their streak of top 10 finishes and um, and race wins. It was coming into this weekend. The most wins in this championship dating back to 2001 was 23, held jointly by Billy Johnson, who's also in this race, and Matt Plum. Uh, podium finishes that same pair, coincidentally, because of we've ever driven together i've got 49 podiums coming into this weekend so uh, it looks like the number 46 car at least for, for matt plum won't be able to add to his tally uh Shea adam has news from team tgm I, I think it was fairly obvious Shea, but what are the team saying yeah, just lost drive. It was a bad couple of minutes for the team with both cars having incidents around the track, but they are going to bring the 64 in when the pits open for this sequence. Top them off with fuel, make sure that everything is still good with Ted. As for Hugh out on the track, well, he's getting a toe back, and that's day done for them. Shea Adam down there in the pit lane. Jeremy Sean, John Hindhoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. And Hugh Plum, um, pretty nonplussed, actually. Clearly... I would say from his body language and from how that happened that there was no real warning for that Jeremy car just started to slow coming over the top of the rise at turn number four and by turn five he was dead stick and just rolling along with the momentum from the downhill. Yes indeed and uh, this is the 155th start for Hugh Plum in this championship that's the second on the all-time list his teammate owen trinkler in the other car should should be driving well he will be driving the number 64 car sharing it with ted giovannis he is the all-time leader 175 starts coming into this weekend that that that, that foursome between them have got uh, well over 550 starts So an hour and 38 minutes of this race still to go. And pits are open for GS. And in from the sharp end of the field is the Toyota Supra GT4 that came out of third place. Damien Finesh, who has uh, dived into the pit lane and he's not the only one. Shea Adam is watching the pit stops. Fuel and front tires for the Toyota. It is fuel only for the Ford Mustang 877. That is one of the two being run by PF Racing. It's fuel and tires for Turner. They're doing the right sides first. Fuel only for Frank Depew in the number 71 Rebel Rock Racing Camaro. Race winner back here in 2019. And they are doing left side tires on the Stephen Cameron BMW. That's number 43 as the sound of the Porsche rumbles in. Ted Giovannis did make it into the pit lane. The first car to get back out and rolling. Well, it was the 2019 race winner. Rebel Rock rules the world. Further down the pit lane. Ted Giovannis is in. Looks like fuel only for that car. No Michelin tyres coming out. He's a little bit far away from the pit lane wall. And up, the car is now going up on its jack. So it will be a tyre change there. Took a little bit of time to get the fuel hose in. And right behind them, it's not that tight here, but might have to have a little push back for the BMW that sits behind them. That's the... Uh, I think that's the number 43 that's pitted next to them. Oh, no, good bit of driving. Yes, it was indeed uh, Sean Quinlan who brought that Stephen Cameron Racing GS number 43 in. 
really well judged by Sean to realise that he could get out without needing the push back. So we'll open up next time for TCR and uh, Ted Giovannis getting four new tyres. Just before the pit stop for TCR is enacted, just some news coming to us, uh, some very sad news that a very good friend of ours and of many people around uh, the world of endurance racing and classic motor racing, Alan Decadne has died today. Alan uh, has been a very good to us at Radio Le Mans and Radio Show Limited down through the years. I've had the pleasure of working with him and interviewing on many occasions and just spending time in his company. Um, the word unique is oft overused, but uh, Alan, or Decad as we all knew him, could tell a story like nobody else. Mine, he had some damn good stories to tell, to be quite honest. Raced a car of his own name at Le Mans and did so much with his life, more than most people would fit into ten lifetimes. Simply irreplaceable. I'll miss his smile, I'll miss his stories, and I miss his kindness and his friendship to me that he showed down through the years. Alan Decadne, who we've just heard, sadly, has died today. TCR cars coming into the pit lane. Shea Adam. We have the JDC Miller Motorsport Audi coming in and hitting its marks first. This will be Chris Miller staying aboard and taking fuel only. We've also got a plethora of Hyundais into the pit lane. The first one that I can see is the 98. That's the one with the Texas flags on the mirrors. That is fuel only for them. The championship winners from last year, number one, fuel only for them as well. The mighty Alpha into the pit lane. This is fuel only for that black car. We've got the 33 and the 54 Hyundais in as well. Those two are the ones that have drivers with hand controls, and those two are doing fuel only. And, oh, yes, we've got Road Shagger in. That was fuel only for them. And who is the last car rolling down the pit lane? Uh, there is still another car further back, but the number two gets moving once again, and that is AJ Moss fresh off his first podium. Fuel only there as well. Thank you, Shea, as they all lead, leave the pit lane. Uh, Jeremy, you would have known Alan uh, uh, very well as well. What a character, uh, Mystic Decadene. Absolutely right there, that's shocking. I hadn't heard that uh, news. I've been kind of busy today, so I'd missed it. And, yeah, that's a great show. I didn't, uh, didn't know he'd been poorly or whatever. So, uh, yeah, uh, Godspeed. Uh, and just, as you say, John, tremendous character. And one of those guys who just had immense enthusiasm for, for life, for the sport, for, for basically for everything. And, yeah, I shall miss him. That's, that's a great show. That's really, really sad news. Just to, in, in that to TCR pit stops, I think the only car that didn't come into the pits, uh, perhaps, was the uh, number, 90, number 99 Um I think all of the other TCR cars came down the pit lane on that, on that uh, took the opportunity there. I mean, it's too early to make a driver change, only 22 minutes or so into the race. So it's way too early to be making uh, your driver change. But if you come in now, you need uh, less fuel uh, to go from the end when they do make their stops, perhaps another 20 minutes or so's time. Uh, and uh, so it'll shorten up that stop. That's why we're seeing some, quite a few of these cars coming in at this uh, early juncture. Yeah, you're quite correct, Jeremy. Uh, in the uh, sets, it was the Victor Gonzalez, only the Victor Gonzalez car, the number 99, that didn't come in. And, of 
course, that will all get shuffled around when we do the... Ah, oh, there's going to be no final wave by. No, okay. because everyone's on the same lap. Actually. No one's no one had been yes, lapped, I don't think. So there was no one in between the safety car and the race leader. So uh, yeah, everybody running a really good pace. And yeah, it's a relatively short lap here. So to go you know, 12, 13 laps like we did in that first stint, nobody falling a lap down, uh, you know, good pace all the way up and down the field. That's impressive. So will they do the GS split? If not, Victor Gonzalez has got about eight GS cars between himself and Michael Johnson. So, yes, they do the GS class split now. So that will put all the GS cars back in front. I'm not sure uh, Victor will love that too much because then, of course, again, the TCR leaders, and they'll be much closer this time, starting in single file, they'll be much closer at the back of the GS field. So bad for them, great for us because we'll have more entertainment, Jeremy. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, but, um, yeah, they've... Uh... They made a point of this. We've had several opportunities over the last several races where they've been relatively early yellows. Number 99 car consistently has not taken advantage of those. It stayed out on the racetrack. So Victor Gonzalez therefore takes the lead in the TCR. Uh, hasn't yet necessarily worked out uh, in their favour, but um, you know, could do uh, today. Uh, although that, you know, that team uh, has already won one race this season. They won at Sebring and looking to get win number two under their belt. And uh, this is the, uh, it's the only Honda in the field this weekend, isn't it? Because the uh, LA Honda World team is not here this week. Jeremy Shaw. Nor, nor is the Hart car, the Honda uh, of America racing team entry. Jeremy Shaw and John Hindorf in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. So it's the two Marillo race cars out front. The blue bonnet the blue hood is Kenny Marillo and that is the 72 car the black bonnet and side stripes that is the 56 of Mark Miller drafted in this weekend with a shuffling in the team because Ken Cook has been available to them he's racing in Europe this weekend on a previous commitment back to the green flag with 90 minutes exactly of the Canadian Time Autosport Autosports Park 120 remaining for the Michelin Pilot Challenge and already Kenny Marillo gets a jump on the field, including his teammate Mark Miller, who's got Alan Brynjolfsson right up his tailpipes for Vault Racing. None of the top eight of the cars in GS took a pit stop there. So they have decided to roll the dice and stay out. From ninth down, which is Frank Depew of Rebel Rock Racing. He's the lead car who made the pit stop. So a great turnaround from Rebel Rock in the urban grid car. Has vaulted Frank up into ninth position ahead of Sheena Monk, Vin Barletta, Damien Fineshi. That was the car that came in out third and now came out behind two, three other cars that stopped at the same time. So not the best of stops, Jeremy Shaw. For the Toyota Supra, the Gazoo Racing Toyota Supra GT4 riding motorsports. True, of course. Um, you know this is the first ever uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge race for Damien Fineshi in that uh, in that car. So uh, yeah, there wasn't there was no change of driver there, so we can't blame it on that. Uh, and that Riley Motorsports team is pretty darn good, generally speaking, at the pit stops. Yeah, so surprised to see them losing a bit of ground. The, the big gainer, by the way, TCR was was Michael Johnson. 
Uh, one of two remarkably paralyzed drivers in, the, in this race from the chest down following an accident on a motorcycle when he was 14 years of age. And Michael Johnson is or was running uh, second. I think he might have lost the position to uh, Chris Miller at that restart. But number 54 car running really nicely in this lead pack of TCRs. Bit of bodywork flying on the Mario Andretti straight on the far side of the circuit. Hello to Jake Galstead, who's trackside, listening to us on 90.7 FM. Wherever you are around the world, thank you for being with us. That's a very long lens you've got there, Jake. I hope you get you some good pictures. Perfect uh, photography conditions here. There's so many places. It's nearly entire motorsport park. Whether you're a pro or an enthusiastic amateur, very little to get in the way between you and the track. I've taken some good pictures there on cell phones before. Let's head into the battle for second position. And McCann Racing. And the number 40, excuse me, of James Pesek and PF Racing right in behind the number 65 of Tim Probert. There's three Marillo Racing AMGs in the top five. But Michael... But uh, Tim Probert having to defend that fifth position uh, from the pink Mustang as they go across the line. Then it's a little bit of a gap back to the hard point portion. Nick Gallant and then Tom Collingwood from BGP Motorsports. Meantime, in the TCR battle, Chris Miller has been chased down just a little bit after the restart. Did get a little bit of a jump, but there's four cars that's away. It's Chris Miller for the number 17. Audi from Unitronic, then Victor Gonzalez Racing has not yet made the stop, so Chris Miller's got back to the lead, into the pit lane, this is the Hyundai Racing Canada, and that is a drive through for a pit lane speed violation, 9 kilometres too many, and that'll get you pinged any time of the week, any day of the week, and, well, at least once on this Saturday, as Jeremy said, yeah. new for them, and also yeah, so a pit lane entry penalty and a drive through for the number 19 that was the van der Stur racing car that came in late and blocked uh, Gavin Ernstone who's just been off at the exit of turn 5 Gavin trying to stay out of the way and stay out of trouble and as he's done so he's disadvantaged himself then I think he's dropped a couple of positions behind AJ Musk for Brian Hurt Autosport and the Belgarden Technicsale Audi as well people sliding around in front of him he came around the outside now he got that one wrong himself, so he just yeah. outbraked himself going up the hill. Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? The the number 11 car there was kind of defending the inside line going up there, and uh, the uh, the uh, which which the car that was trying to be passed by by the 61 was it Travis Hill? Yeah, he was kind of balked there, so that gave Ernst an opportunity to go around the outside, but as I say, he got a little bit too a little bit too greedy there, tried to carry him a little bit too much speed, but uh, nothing mentioned, nothing gained. He didn't lose too much, I think, out of that little. Uh, 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 escapade. So the Gavin Ernstone machine just in the wrong place at the wrong time and just couldn't get himself stopped as he was going up the hill to turn five. So, Jeremy, uh, we've had 35 minutes pretty much on the dot, an hour and 25 minutes still to go. One caution and already a split in the the strategy. Oh, big mistake for the number two Hyundai trying to go past. That was Parker Chase trying to go past. Uh, that was 
the uh, Sean Quinlan. No, it wasn't. It was uh, one of the GS cars. Is that uh, the 11 of Gary Ferrari? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. And almost bounced himself through the kerb and into the barriers at turn number five. Just took too much kerb on the e entry there. They pretty much exactly the same problem, or a similar problem at least. Turn, uh, turn was, four, excuse me, not yeah, turn five. It, it was Oof. the opposite problem, really, to, to, to on the previous lap. Same car involved, the same Mercedes there for Gary Ferreira, who's having a, a busy time there in amongst the TCR pack. But yeah, a little bit too much speed on the inside line, a little bit too tight of a line for AJ Master, former snowboarder. Anyway, hats off again here to Tim Probert, running in fifth position overall, holding off James Pezek, who uh, is uh, up in sixth in the points table in that number 40 car. They had some bad luck last time out at Watkins Glen. They had a, a, a problem late in the race. They've had a really good season in that, that bright pink car. Uh, one win already. That came at Sebring earlier this season. A couple of the top tens as well. So uh, looking to get another good, solid run here, running sixth position at the moment. That's James Pezek in car number 40. He's got a little bit of a draft behind the 65 of Tim Probert. It's the third of the three Murillo cars. It's the one with the white and black down the side. They've all got slightly different accoutrements to their orange paintwork. The hood and the side stripes are the difference. And Pesic goes down the inside in the final corner. Gets up alongside two front engine V8s there and it seemed as though the AMG had the ponies Pesic just can't push his way through into turn one and falls in behind Tim Probert doing nothing wrong defends but then drifts wide into turn two down the inside to the bottom of the hill no that's not going to work either for Pesic cracking battle no quarter Astor given here but much respect from these two drivers to each other Pezik so close and it would be so easy for him just to let the brake off and roll through and get his elbows out. He's been loath to do that. Very fair racing from both of the drivers here, Jeremy. Yeah, good to see, isn't it? And uh, as you say, total respect between uh, those two. Uh, the uh, James Pezik is a former football player, so he could get rough if he wanted to, <laughs> but uh, he doesn't. He has respect uh, for Tim there, which is really cool uh, to see. And uh, my hat's off here to Tim Pro, but I mean, goodness gracious, 70 years of age to be driving like that. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. So through to turn five, this cracking battle at the sharper end of TCR. Chris Miller still leads from Parker Chase, Robert Vic Wiggins and Victor yeah. Gonzalez. But then behind them, there's another group of cars which includes Eric Rockwell and AJ Moss Roy Black and Gavin, Gavin Earnstone, and they're all battling for eighth on down and having just as fierce a battle, Jeremy. Brilliant, isn't it? Just a great racing there uh, with that uh, whole gaggle of cars dicing away, and uh, Mark Siegel's trying to try kind of at the head of that trainer cars in the Carbon uh, Porsche. Has he pulled away a little bit on that, on that lap? Um, yeah, there's nowhere to be seen, Mark is Siegel's it? Okay, just pitted. Just pitted oh, fine. in the car okay. with Peregrine car. Uh, and that is after 39 minutes, so that's not uh, drive time yet. Fuel no. and left side tyres is what I'm hearing there from Shea down in the pit lane. Thank you, Shea. And look at Robbie Wickens there in third position in car number 33, having started at the back of the pack because he missed qualifying, didn't race, didn't drive at all yesterday, never driven a TCR car here 
uh, before today. So he's doing a magnificent job to get himself up into the third position. So we've got uh, two paralyzed drivers in the top six uh, uh, in, in TCR and one 70-year-old in the top five in GS. This sport is for everybody. Yes, absolutely is. It's Jeremy Shaw. We're watching this cracking battle, and that's a significant move then from AJ Muss, who dispatches Gary Ferreira, and that'll give him an opportunity to move forward as Mark Siegel is out of the pit lane. And they are heading off into uh, the next section of the race so 40 minutes is now elapsed jeremy so anyone who comes to pit lane now could change their driver yes so the the, uh, the pit window for that uh, is uh, open except for those that the time spent on pit lane does not count towards your drive time so you see quite a few of the tcr cars have already been in so they will need to do you know they probably need to do one extra lap but past the 40 minutes in order to fulfill that minimum drive time of, uh, of 40 minutes because, as I say, that uh, drive time does not count when you're in between the pit entrance cone and the pit exit cone. Yeah, that's a good point uh, that we have to keep making. I uh, understand that uh, not all of you are watching every, every week. Um, and the time from pit in to pit out does not count to either driver. Even if you stay in, there are some series where if you stay in, that uh, pit lane time gets recredited to you. If you get out, it doesn't. Um, but here, it's any time that the car is in pit lane does not count whether you stay in the car or whether you get out the car. So you've got to be a little bit cute if you've been in for a pit stop and quite a number of the, for all of the TCRs Bar the Victor Gonzalez number 99 Honda have been down the pit lane, so they'll need to give it another lap or so. And the top now six in the GS category have all pitted as well. Have all not pitted, excuse me. So the best of the cars that have pitted now coming back through the field, Damien Fineshi. Riley Motorsports Toyota. He's passed a few cars, Jeremy, since he has come out of the pits and is up to seventh position as Ted Giovannis, who has been into the pit lane, has uh, they've done the calculations and has now headed for the pit lane. Yes, yeah, so he has uh, fulfilled his minimum drive time and he'll hand it over car, that car over to uh, Owen Trinkler. We'll bring it home from here and uh, it'll be a... Uh, yeah, he'll need some caution then to get back into into the overall picture. But uh, it, yeah, apart from the incident at turn three, Whoa, no penalty was assessed. Sorry, Jeremy. Uh, slow moving Murillo racing car. I'm pretty certain that was a slow moving Murillo racing car. I think it was Tim Probert. I think I saw the flash of light uh, colour down the side of the car. It was the, I think it was the 65. Yes, it was. So that's Tim Probert, who was running really well, right up in the top five. And that car is moving very slowly indeed at the end of the Andretti straight. Just saw that from the on board of the uh, number 33 as it flashed by Robert Wiggins' car. Staying to the right-hand side, Shea Adam 
is watching that car coming along pit road now. It managed to hit its marks, and they have sticker Michelin tires doing a driver change, so Brent Mosen getting in. The hood has gone up. There is no white smoke, no... Yep, no weird smells coming out of the car, uh, but it looks to be a pretty standard stop as of now. The hood is still up, and there's only one mechanic looking around in there. The tire change goes on. The fueling is still going on, so no time lost as of yet. But the hood goes back down. Yeah, I think they're going to send Brent as soon as the stop is done. Well, very interesting. Lost a huge amount of real estate as the leaders now picking their way through the back of the field. And Kenny Marillo, the first to hit them, of course. And they are heading through some of the slower GS traffic. And it's the it's advantage to the leader as they go past the Porsche, the red and white Porsche. And yeah, that's really held up the second place driver. So, Michael McCann is... No, my apologies. That's Michael McCann who is in second place in the number eight. He split the two Murillo cars. My apologies to Michael. That's what you get when you look away from the timing screen for a moment. So, that is a battle for position. The leader has gone through with the blue hood on the orange car. And then the black hood on the orange guys, the 56 of Mark Miller. Between them, the red, white and black Porsche of McCann Racing. None of those top five cars still, though, have been down the pit lane. Still waiting for the 65 Marilla car to rejoin. And just as it was about to go, it sounded like the engine stopped. At Ipsa Radio, if you'd like to get in touch with us. Coming down to another milestone, Jeremy, 45 minutes have elapsed. Cracking battles right through the field. Yeah, lots of fun, isn't it? I mean, we've got four cars uh, still, well, three cars, four cars separated by just a couple of seconds at the front of the field. In TCR, we've got the top seven cars nose to tail, uh, pretty much. So, yeah, tremendous racing. There's uh, Frank Depew having a lunge down the inside. Whoa, just about... Uh, avoid seen in the back of Sheena Monk's Mustang there and able to stay on ahead of Vin Barletta and the uh, Sean Quinlan, Stephen Cameron racing BMW as well. And that also is a big battle for what is now seventh position actually with Nick Galanti at the head of that trade. Tom Collingwood is in there, Sheena Monk, Frank DePew, Vin Barletta, Sean Quinlan. Super battle for seventh. Well, if you track side here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, listening to us on 90.7 FN. A reminder, we've got the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship for you tomorrow if you're further afield. If you've got friends in North America, NBC, on a hugely busy afternoon of sport for the NBC, our NBC TV colleagues. Uh, we've got IndyCar as our warm-up act tomorrow. Does it, not often that that happens. Fantastic leading to us from mid-Ohio. Won't spoil it for you if you haven't seen the qualifying from there earlier on this afternoon. Thank you. And I'm oh, pleased I did it there, Jeremy. Um, and uh, to open things up in the morning, just a little helping, nine o'clock here, Eastern time. A little helping of uh, of uh, Edemitsu Mazda MX-5. 
excuse me, that's nine o'clock central time from Road America. Let's get down to the pits where Shea Adam has found Tim Probert. Tim, let's not let the end of that stint mar the greatness of qualifying and the start of it. What was it like running up at the front of the field legitimately for position? You know it's an unusual place for me to be, Shay, so I really enjoyed it a lot. It was great. I worked really hard um, and uh, kept, the, kept the car in a pretty good spot. Unfortunately, we uh, towards the end of the stint there, we had a bit of a misfire problem, which I think the crew uh, have been able to solve, but it, co it basically caused me to come in pretty slow around most of the lap. Well, you put on a good show, and clearly this is the start of good things to come for the future. So we expect so. you to be in the front. I certainly hope so. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. Yeah, we had three of those uh, Marillo racing cars in the top five at one spot. That has cost them uh, a couple of laps, Jeremy, to the lead. But it is running again. I know Brett Morsing has just come back into the pit lane. So perhaps... a. a a further issue. Misfires are horrible things. Meantime, at the front of TCR, Chris Miller's got his hands full and his mirrors full of a couple of hood days and the Victor Gonzalez uh, racing Civic and the uh, that's Travis Hill, isn't it? In the 2TH, the Tooth um, Autosport car as well. So five cars now battling for the lead in TCR coming to the final corner and down the inside, trying for the lead. That was Parker Chase in the number 98. All he's done there is slowed himself up and given the next car back an opportunity, which is Robert Wiggins. And Robert needs no second invitation, but he's under pressure as well as Vin Barletta comes to pit lane. And the Turner Motorsport, the remaining Turner Motorsport number 96. Shea Adam will keep an eye on that as we watch the battles at the front of TCR. What a super race this is. And it's a real problem, Jeremy, isn't it? If you're in the middle of that train, which is slowing it's, itself down now and more cars are joining on the back. But if you are second or third or fourth or fifth, you're trying to attack and defend at the same time. Fabulous, isn't it? I mean, these guys are having, they're having a ball out there, I tell you. It's so much fun. There's training cars, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven cars, I think it is, in that uh, lead train. Uh, they pulled out, uh, and, and the, the, the tail of that train is the, the pulses to Tyler Maxson uh, in car number 77. Uh, they pulled out a bit uh, over the rest of them, but gosh, this is a tremendous battle going on there. Meanwhile, Kenny Marillo is uh, just uh, just edging away a little bit at the front all of a sudden in car number 72. I think he was running a nice, consistent, conservative pace uh, through the early stages, trying to look after his tyres a little bit, and uh, he's now just stretching out. All of a sudden, he's uh, a couple of three seconds clear of the uh, number 56 car. All of a sudden, where's Michael McCann? He's just gone off at the top of turn, turn three, Jeremy, there onto the go. grass and dropped a couple of places. Uh, and he's dropped back down to fourth position. Mark Miller slipped through and Alan Brynjolfsson slipped through. Uh, did that thing that we've seen before and indeed caused the damage on the uh, number 14 Lexus in the WeatherTech Championship with Ben Barnicott. Just got two wheels on the grass. Two wheels became four wheels on the grass. However, he managed to avoid hitting the tyre barrier in that red, white and black Porsche for McCann Racing, the 718 GT4 RS, and he has resumed in fourth position, albeit I reckon he's dropped a good two, three, maybe four seconds uh, from where he was. He was in second, he's now in fourth, and some nearly ten seconds away from Kenny Marillo, who still leads. Yeah, so a costly mistake there for, for Michael McCann. Who pits? As he comes, yeah. So he'll be handing over this car to Andrew Davis, for the second stint in this race. 
Again, uh, they've had a good season. They've had uh, run up front uh, more often than not this season. They've had a whole bunch of bad luck. They're on pole position for the opening race of the season at Daytona. They've had a third place finish as well. That was at uh, at Mid-Ohio and into the pits now out of fourth position. Whoops. Oh, that's Michael. He he, he went off at the top of the hill. Shea Adam is watching the pit stops. This will be a driver change. Oh, they lost control of one of their wheels there, Shea. That could well be a penalty. It uh, could be if it went outside of the box fully, but it was a fuel and driver change call for this car, and the tires was a bit of an afterthought. So, yes, they did have a bit of a, a trepidation there with doing the tire change, but no problems as far as anything else is concerned. For the Turner, number 96, it is Robbie Foley, who is now out uh, just ahead of the leaders, trying to stay on the lead lap. They did fuel tires and Foley in Barletta out when the 96 did come down the pit lane. And also into the pit lane is the number five. That is the mighty alpha. This should be fuel tires and Roy Block getting out, Tim Lewis getting in. And I have some sad news to report. The 65 Marilla Racing Mercedes has gone behind the wall on Tim Probert's birthday. But he was happy as could be for what he accomplished yesterday and then early on in the race. Uh, they've been assessed a penalty already for more than a permitted people working on the car in the pit lane, but looks a bit more serious than that. The immaculately prepared Alpha is ready to go as the McCann Racing number eight pulls out from behind it and heads toward pit exit and turn one. Andrew Davis, as Shea reported, installed behind the wheel. It's only dropped down to sixth position. Uh, and we've still got James Pesek, who hasn't stopped. So the top three, uh, and then PF Racing's Mustang, the number 40, and then behind them, Thomas Collingwood for BGB, and the Hardpoint car as well, actually. So the six cars in the top ten who've not yet made their first pit stop. And Victor Gonzalez has not yet stopped either in TCR, holding down a solid... Uh, fifth position in that FK7 uh, VGRT Honda Civic. That's the number 99 car. He's right there with the leading group, Jeremy. And uh, this is a you know, really interesting race at this stage. We've had uh, problems with a few people. We've got some pit stops making uh, uh, ch- shuffling up the order now as well. But this battle in TCR is just uh, absolutely immense. And the number five car, the Alpha, has rejoined, as you said, I think you just said, just directly ahead of the leaders in TCR. It's still Chris Miller that leads, but Travis Hill, he's made a couple of moves in the last uh, couple of laps, get himself up to second place in that kind of 26 for Tooth Autosport. Uh, and uh, right in that battle is Parker Chase, Robert Wickens, Victor Gonzalez, Michael Johnson, and Tyler Maxson. So the Unitronic Audi just dropping down to second place as through goes Travis Hill into the lead. The Alpha is right ahead of them, trying to stay on the lead lap. Here comes the Hyundai into the final corner as well. The Hyundai being the number 98 of Parker Chase. And Chris Miller, who started this lap in the lead, will start the next lap in third position. And I think he's going down into fourth at turn one as here comes Robert Wiggins down the inside. New father, Robert Wiggins. What a week he's had. One last weekend. Lots of uh, PR and press work up here north of the border and then dashed back home for the birth of his first son, first child. Well done to him and Carly. 
And now he's back here, battling for the lead. Robbie Forley, the last two laps around, has reset the fastest lap time in GS's the 96 Turner Motorsport car tries to improve its position. Gavin Ernstone is out of the number 61 Road Shagger Racing Audi. They were battling towards the bottom end of the top 10, and Shea Adam is there. New tyres on this Audi because the back ones are just there to hold the exhaust off the ground, waiting on fuel. Driver change still going on as the fuel nozzle has come out, so they are losing time with the driver change at this point. It is still, there we go, Gavin closes the door. John leaves, Gavin flips his hands as if to say, oh, I hate when the driver changes the last part, but now it's on to John to go and try and continue this summer of podiums, or at least that's what Roadshacker is calling it. Still, this TCR battle is going on. Is Chris Miller coming into the pit lane? Yes, he is. He's lost a, a little bit of time. Oh, and the, the Alpha's back in again as well. Tim Lewis brings the KMW Motorsports Alpha back in. That cannot be correct as they come down. And here's Chris Miller. They were losing a bit of pace. Let's go back to Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Alpha just did a drive-through, John. I can't see all the way down at the other end of the pit, so you'll have to let me know if he turns and makes a hard right back behind the wall. We've also yeah. got the number one Hyundai in. That was the championship winners from last year. Michael Lewis is getting in. Taylor Hagler getting out. Front tire change. And front tire change going on for the number 17. That was the Unitronic Audi that led. It is Mikey Taylor taking over there. And it was running over pit equipment, a hose for the Alpha. That's what resulted in the drive-through penalty. We've also got the Belgard Audi, and that's the number 15 driver change going on. Denny DuPont taking over. And who else did I just see up on the wall? Oh, yes, the number 56 crew, Marilla Racing. They will be bringing in Mark Miller here in a few seconds as into the pits comes McCann Racing. They were just in, weren't they? That's a drive-through penalty as well. Yeah, and that was for working outside the pits. That was that loose time that uh, disappeared down the pit lane that had to be chased after by the by the uh, team member. Jeremy Shaw. Yeah, well, so uh, into the thick of uh, changes now, driver changes going on there with the, the minimum drive time left. We've just got just, uh, just over an hour remaining in this race. At a stretch, perhaps... The GS cars can make it from here. At least that's what those uh, teams are hoping uh, at this stage. If there is another full course caution in the second half of this race, that would certainly play into their favour. If not, it's going to be uh, touch and go for them. But TCRs should be able to get to the end, uh, I think, from uh, from around about here. They, sh they can do an hour, generally speaking, on a tank of fuel. So Travis Hill, it is who leads that battle. Brilliant drive uh, by him in that number 26 car, that brand new Audi. Uh, didn't show much uh, pace last weekend because they had all sorts of niggly problems, as had the Hyundai of Canada car this uh, this weekend. But that car, by the way, is still running in 10th position uh, for Connor Atrell. Uh, but uh, Travis Hill leads that class in the TCR, although uh, does he? Because uh, Chris Miller is coming back at him there. That's Mikey Taylor, isn't it? He's just made a pit stop. That's right. So, uh, yeah, those two cars back together again on the racetrack. Was that a replay? There's a replay, I think, uh, Jeremy. No, no, that's all right. At Ipsa Radio, if you want to get in touch with us, we're coming down to the hour mark. Victor Gonzalez, expect them to peel in in a moment or two's time. And the issue there is, when they come in, that might set off a chain of events for the other cars as well. They won't need as much fuel, Jeremy. So, And in fact, as I say that, the Gonzalez car comes into the pit lane. Shea Adam. 
This car will be taking more fuel than any other TCR car on their stops because it is the only car that has yet to stop so far in today's race. So that means that Carl Whitmer, resident Canadian who was walking around with Maple Leaf flag draped over his shoulders, gets a little bit of extra time to do this driver change as Victor Gonzalez gets out. They are doing front tires and fuel, and Victor is out. Carl is in. Very smooth stop so far, just waiting on fuel. Now, the point I was making there, Jeremy, is, is that's great. And the Victor Gonzalez racing team, they've gone to an hour, spot on. They've split it in half. Um, they now can go to the end of the race, with none, which none of the other TCRs can do. So we might start to see some stops. But even if we do, I, I would presume it would take a little bit less time in the pit lane because they won't need quite as much fuel as the, the number 99 car. Well, that's right. All of the cars in TCR, they've already made a stop, didn't they, under that first caution period, 14, 15 laps into the race. So uh, they can certainly go longer now. Uh, but uh, the, you know, from here, if you make your stop now, you can, you can I think, get to, to the end. So if there is a full course caution at this stage, it would play out to the favour of that number 99 car if the other TCR cars don't come into the pits fairly soon now because we are after... Well, because if there is a full course caution, the pit uh, lane gets closed until everybody stacks up behind the leader. Number 71 car uh, pits out of uh, ninth position as well. Shea Adam with more pit stops, this time GS at the front of the field. Fuel and tires for Rebel Rock as well as a driver change and one pit box further back. Well, a couple of pit boxes further back. It was Chad McCombie taking over for PF Racing. That's James Pesic out. We have Volt Racing in the pit lane. Finally, Alan Brynjolfsson getting out of the Aston Martin, handing over to Trent Hinman Fuel and tires there as well. And also up on the wall, I just noticed we've got Tyler McQuarrie for the 93 Carbon Motorsport. It is still the 56 crew from Morello Racing up on the wall ready to receive a Mercedes. Whereas the 72 crew, the leader, they have showed no signs whatsoever of bringing in Kenny. Although you would think that they would pit the leader first. So maybe the 56 guys are just a bit more eager to strut their stuff. Tires just going on to the vault number seven. And into the pit lane comes Robert Wiggins now as well. Remember, we'll be looking for our Michelin moment of the race for TCR and for GS. 58 minutes to go, so easily able to go this far. And Robert pulls up and the outstanding teamwork that goes on here, Jeremy, for this pit stop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Robbie gets out. Mark Wilkins gets in. Uh, both, by the way, relatively new fathers. Mark, not for the first time, but uh, Robbie very recently, i.e. yesterday. Uh, and uh, that was a really great first sit there, of course, from Robert Wickens. Exactly what we would expect, particularly on the high of not only the birth of his first child, but also that uh, race victory one week ago. Yeah, I really hope nobody's asked him which one he enjoyed the most. Um, that's, <laughs> that's not a question you can ever ask uh, a new race winner or a new father. That just, you just cannot ask that at all. Uh, Sheena Monk into the pit lane as well as Robert Wiggins' uh, car goes out now in the hands of Mark Wilkins, just uh, fastening his belts down as he goes back out onto the, uh, onto the race track. 
now just a, a moment or two ago coming together from the two hundreds, the 98 and the 77 98 Parker Chase and 77 Tyler Maxson Tyler just coming to the pit lane but a hip and shoulder going on there uh, in fact they're both on pit lane at the same time shit Adam Oh, this is going to get spicy. Well, the 77 came in first. That is Tyler out, and it will be Mason getting in right behind them. Is their sister car the number two? That's AJ Musk getting out and Ryan Norman getting in. But as he came in, Tyler actually hit the pit board for the sister car, nearly knocking the man holding the pit board off of the wall. We have another Hyundai into the pit lane as well. That is Michael Johnson in the 54 Michael Johnson Racing Hyundai. And a bit of fun up there as Phil, who is normally the team manager for the entire Brian Hurd Autosport Hyundai program, is calling strategy on that box for today. That sound that you heard was the roar of the 77 getting back into life. And now we wait to see which fueling is going to be done first, the two or the 54. Answer is the two. Still showing the number three on the side window. That'll change next time by. Still waiting for the leaders. It's the two Marillo racing cars. Separated by just three quarters of a second now. Kenny Marillo and Mark Miller. KM and MM in the Marillo racing cars. Nick Gallant and Thomas Collingwood coming in from fourth and fifth. In fact, there's a whole slew of cars coming in, including the second place TCR. It's going to lead, leave the Audi of Tooth Motorsport in the lead. Denny Dupont's just put the fastest lap in of the race for Belgarden Technicale in the TCR, down in 12th position. And here, into the pit lane, is the number 56. It's the second place car. Mark Miller is the first of the two leading Marillo cars on the Black Hood and it's going to be a full stop for these guys Mark Miller taking his time to get out make sure he doesn't get the seatbelts done the wheel guns go to work five stud ribs here of course so you'll hear the wheel guns in the old fashioned NASCAR way not as the NASCAR have now the new generation with the single lug gun in the middle I do like to hear those five lug nuts getting spun off and spun back on again. There's something very evocative about it. New driver is in, waiting on the fuel. That's exactly what should happen. The determining factor of the pit stop time should always be the fuel. Waiting for the orange number 56 to be sent. It's already down on its new Michelin tyres. There was a couple of seconds there, just a, a slight hesitation and the crew go to work picking up the wheel nuts that have come out off that wheel and they are back in the race I'd expect Jeremy to see the number 72 car come in next time around uh, just one lap between those two cars yeah I would uh, concur with that absolutely right we saw the uh, fourth and fifth place cars number 22 and number 83 also into the pit lane there's a very scary excursion for uh, Stephen Simpson, I think that will be having taken over from Michael Lewis. So they'll cost them some time. They've been super consistent in recent races. Here's the race leader. On the pit lane, let's take a quick look at this stop. And uh, then we'll speak to Mark Miller, who did the opening stint for the sister car. All looks to be going very nicely. I'll watch that while Shea talks to Mark. 
Yeah, we're actually standing here watching the pit stop. And for Mark Miller, that was a longer than expected stint, but that was what you needed to get to a point where Foss can bring it home. What kind of Mercedes does he have underneath him? Oh, it's the, this Morello car, Mosey Motor Cars. Um, I drove myself happy out there, that's for sure. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's, uh, this is a great group of guys. This is my first time running with Murillo, first time in the AMG GT4, first time in the series for four years, and, man, I, did I miss it, and um, that was a lot of fun. Kenny and I were just staying out of trouble out there and trying to save fuel, fuel the best we can. Uh, we could, and uh, the caution really helped. It was a nice long caution, and I think a lot of that fuel saving happened on the caution. A lot of coasting, a lot of clutch in type of stuff, so um, we were pretty happy with the performance of the car. The car's got a lot more in it. Like, it's really good. It's really good. And the day one, yesterday at the beginning of the day, um, I was not that confident, but the uh, car was really, really, really happy to drive. It was fun to be back. Hey, fingers crossed for you the rest of the way. Yeah, yeah. Eric, I, I can't uh, say enough about Eric Foss. I mean, the guy can wheel. I've known him forever, and... Um, we haven't driven together in the same car for, gosh, so long. I think it was, like, before the teens of 2000, so it was a long time ago. So this is really a great experience. Thanks. Mark Miller. Christian Simchak has taken over the 72 car. He's on his outlap. That's another one of the Murillo racing machines. And uh, he has just been overtaken by the team car as they were heading from turn four towards turn five. Now they're on the long Andretti straight. So we'll see that position change next time around. Travis Hill for 2TH Motorsport, Tooth Motorsport in third position in the leading TCR. Yet to make his final stop though. Riley Motorsports in the Toyota Supra after that early stop uh, is leading. Damien Fineshi at the head of the field, but still to make their last stop in that number 41. Let's have a word with Kenny Marillo as they've all been stopping at the same time. Great opening stint. Three cars in the top five at one stage here. Yeah, and for Kenny Marillo, the name on the door too. It has to make you happy, the three cars in the top five for the start of this race. But then having clean track ahead of you, how nice was that stint? Yeah, I mean, we work, we work really hard for that kind of stuff. Tim Forever put him in epic qualifying, qualifying P5, and just ran up there with everybody. So uh, just really great team effort. The car was just on rails with these Michelin tires. And, man, I couldn't ask for a better situation. And when, you know, the team works so hard, it's a, it's a good feeling to give them the result they deserve. Are you feeling the momentum two weeks in a row with really good, strong cars? Yeah, you know, the first couple races I've been really tough luck. Either we get taken out or something happens in qualifying. So to, to see the momentum go the other way, it's really inspiring. Everybody's really motivated more than ever, and uh, just try to keep the ball going down the hill. Fingers crossed for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. GT4 pit stop for the other Gazoo Racing machine that car in the pits yeah and two new drivers aboard that car this weekend generally it's alfredo nadri who does all yes. the races but not so this weekend it's uh, diego azar from uh, del Viso, another argentinian 27 years of age is uh, diego he's hopping aboard that car from uh, damian Fineschi. Uh, and azar he's finished uh, been he races in a top race v6 series in argentina drives a lexus there part of the uh, toyota brand of course so, yeah, so he, that's why he is eligible for this Toyota Gazoo Racing 
uh, Latin America entry, and we're going to see what he can do in the latter stages of this race. Meanwhile, after with uh, Travis Hill, I think uh, is is still out there. He, he'll probably lead next time around, which is which is pretty cool overall. Uh, but then next up is Robbie Foley, uh, having made his pit stop for quite a while ago. Uh, I think he's probably going to be struggling to get to the finish from here. He's going to need quite a bit of caution. He just stopped. Just stopped. Now he's in the pit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even that, uh, 48 minutes, Jeremy, as he comes out of the pits right now. He may, 48 minutes is a lot to ask, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's no problem at all. No, no problem. Okay. Right. Well, they're known for ruling the tennis. Now, now, here we are looking at the drive times. Uh, 40 for zero minutes. Uh, remember in this race at Travis Hill for 2TH Motorsport question Jeremy if you could uh, have a look to see when that car stopped because uh, well sure. he's been in it from the start right so uh, so yeah so he, he's gonna he's gonna have to have to hand that car over the uh, number 26 car uh, to Eddie Killeen from uh, Buffalo New York uh, within the next eight minutes yeah uh, and Eddie's got to get out before 40 minutes there's only 40 minutes uh, get out of the pit lane before there's only 40 minutes uh, elapsed he's leading the motor race uh, at yeah, the moment cool. uh, for the TCRs he's just let the now new leader go through the Marillo Racing number 56 that's the one with the black bonnet and, and roof and, but that car was scored as leading last time around for that new team to the Mission Pilot Challenge this is really good very much in their early days here uh, and they've got a one minute lead on Mason Felipe who is in second position in TCR so they're stretching this absolutely as long as they can go but he, I would suggest he's got to come in this lap or the next time around just to give themselves a little bit of leeway they do not want to push it all the way down to close to 40 because it's when his teammate Eric Colleen comes out of the pits and clips the pit out uh, timing line that his drive time starts and that's got to be at or around 40, 40 minutes to go that's right and this is a, a battle for position on the racetrack there with the Aston Martin going through he's running in the now up into the third position overall so the two Marilla racing Mercedes number 56 and 72 just passed uh, Travis Hill on that last lap so Travis is he's no longer leading a motor race overall uh, and it's time now he's got another lap at the most well he could probably do two laps before he needs to get into the pit lane to hand it's over that card to, to to Eddie Killeen that'll be Eddie standing by there from Buffalo uh, actually that's well I think that's probably Nick Loyman's actually in the other car but uh, uh, he works for for Spotify uh, Shopify excuse me uh, but um, yeah Eddie you know he's a He's been around this sport uh, quite a long time, uh, i.e. Well, around life for quite a long time. Not done not an awful lot of racing over the years, but he has raced in Canada in, in the, over the last sort of decade or so in, in a bunch of different cars, including the GT3 Cup uh, series, Porsche series, uh, for, for several years. Into the pit lane then. I think this is really smart. Five minutes before Eddie Colleen's got to get out of the pit lane. 
So just in case there's any little mistakes down on the pit lane, proudly with the Maple Leaf on the top of that car, as Tooth Motorsport comes in. And Shea Adam will watch this pit stop for us. Standing right behind the 26, and they've got the fuel nozzle ready to go. Uh, driver change should be happening. The door opens. Let's see if we have... Well, we have a driver getting out. That is Travis. We do not have a new driver getting it. Oh, there we go. Eddie jumps over the wall and comes around from the front of the car. Uh, Shopify on the back of his fire suit. So, yep, yep, that helped uh, the identification very well. Thank you, Jeremy. They are changing front tires only on this Audi. The fuel nozzle still attached. The air jack goes in through the fuel cap. And we've got a little bit of confusion on the team. The fuel nozzle has come out. They want to tape up the front of the car, but it seems that that wasn't communicated before they got things going. Driver change still taking a bit of time. Uh, yeah, they're going to tape the rear wing. It seems as if they have a piece of tape on there already that has been previously holding the struts together, spinning the rear tires, making sure that everything is clean. But uh, this has taken the car thoroughly out of contention, unfortunately. But hey, they led. They led. Yeah, and, and you know, they're not used to doing uh, long-distance races. I mean, this the, the FEL series in Canada is a sprint series, so they don't do pit stops, driver changes, all that sort of stuff on, as a regular basis. That, yeah, that's why you know, they had a, an outing last weekend at, uh, at Watkins Glen to kind of get used to some of this stuff. But still, it's all new to them, uh, at least at this level. They've done lots of long-distance races in the past because uh, this team and the drivers will cut their teeth in the Champ Car Endurance Series uh, as... as uh, as is well known around North America for uh, kind of entry level long distance races tremendous opportunities there are in that series to get lots and lots and lots of seat time which I've been uh, fortunate enough to take advantage of myself over the last few years but this Tooth Order Sport team that's, yeah, they've had a fabulous showing here today no doubt about it is he going to come out still ahead of the leaders uh, I th he had 54 seconds so let's see Next car by will be Mason Felipe. So where is Felipe? Uh, they've gone through. He's dropped down to fifth at the moment. The 77, the 33 of Mark Wilkins. Gottsack has gone through in the 98. Now down to sixth. Now down to seventh. Now down to eighth. But Travis Hill... Well, it's not Travis Hill at the wheel, of course, now. I don't think they've changed their driver key on that. But that car is showing out of the pit lane. This is the number 26 we're talking about. It's on the back straight behind Tim Lewis in the KMW Motorsports car. So that will have dropped them, I reckon, down to 13th position uh, in, in class. Um, but still on the lead lap in class, although not on the lead lap overall, of course. That was their second pit stop, of course, because they did take advantage of the early yep. stop, which pushed them into the race, deeper into the race. So again, they're learning their trade, as Jeremy said. I think that's a fair point. So TCR led by the number 77 Hyundai, second the 33 Hyundai, third the 98 Hyundai, and fourth the number one Hyundai. All Brian Herter Autosport cars, the first non-BHA Hyundai, is in fifth position for Mikey Taylor now behind the wheel of the number 17. That's the yellow, white and black Unitronic Audi. And then he's got, guess what, uh, Brian Herder Autosport Hyundai behind him. That's the number two car. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and Mikey Taylor uh, has uh, set the fastest lap of the race 
in uh, TCR. So running in the fifth position, he's uh, you know, not that far out of the lead. I think he's only about four seconds behind the leader. So we can see if he can track down those cars ahead of him. Three Hyundai's ahead of him. Four Hyundai's ahead of him. Yeah, been a brilliant job, hasn't it, by Brian Hurt at Autosport and Hyundai in the last few years. They've really pushed that manufacturer to the forefront. Front of the field then, Eric Foss now just ahead of the blue hood and roof of Christian Simshak. It's about four tenths of a second between them. Trent Hinman trying to close them down. It's about three seconds back, Trent, at the moment. Last time around, didn't take anything out of the two Marillo Mercedes AMG GT4s. But he's there on the start of the Mario Andretti straight as the two leaders are heading down towards turn six. Looks like Simchat might have a little more pace than Eric Foss at the moment, Jeremy. Yeah, possibly. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see whether he challenges him, of course, because uh, in the championship stakes, uh, Eric Foss is, is second in points coming into this weekend. Uh, 1,040 behind uh, the number seven car of Alan Brynjolfs and Trent Hinman, which currently runs in third position. The uh, Kenny Marillo and, and Christian Shimjak having had, had their first podium last weekend at Watkins Glen. They're fourth in the points table. They're about 240 behind Eric Foss. So I don't know if there's going to be team orders here. I doubt it. But Christian is a uh, he's a real gentleman. The old, the old school is Christian. Just a great guy uh, and a heck of a racer as well. He had a tremendous time last week last weekend he, he, i think he led the race for a while i got kind of bundled back a bit at one stage but was you know, getting his shoulders and his elbows out as well and giving a good old battle so yeah he'll he'll certainly push eric foss here but i think he'll probably be quite happy to have a second place finish yeah they're running in team formation at the moment 56 from 72 so keep an eye on that gap, 3.1 seconds between Simchak and Trent Hinman last time around. Yeah, it's, it's about a, the same. Yeah. It's, it's stayed about the same now for quite a long time, for the, for the last, uh, well, since the pit stops. The, the other gap we're going to have to watch is the gap between Trent Hinman and Aaron Tealitz because Tealitz has just put the Toyota Supra uh, racing car uh, in uh, in to the 123.6s. Yeah, that's who's listed I, I, next I, to it. I, oh, I didn't even know Tealitz was driving, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, that, that was a late change to the entry list. I wasn't aware of that one. My, my apologies. Uh, well, that's who's listed on the timing screen. Yes, it me, is. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, and it was on the timing from yesterday. I just hadn't spotted it because I just saw Damien Fineshi's t uh, name and I didn't, didn't spot the other driver. Diego Azar was supposed to be driving that car, but uh, 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 Sir Aaron from Wisconsin is also from Latin America. I didn't know that. Uh, and he is, he's, but he'll drive anything, Aaron. You know, this is his first time north of the border. Great opportunity to get some more track time, of course, for him uh, in, going into tomorrow's Wellerset race as well. So uh, pulling double duty here is, is Aaron. Good for him. Just to confirm, Eddie Colleen came out uh, in, well, he's now up to 12th, actually, uh, as uh, both Tim Lewis and himself, Tim Lewis in the KMW Alpha, and himself in that 2TH Tooth Motorsport uh, number 26 car, uh, both have passed Bob Attrell 
uh, um, actually no he was already a lap further back so who have we lost there Tyler Gonzalez maybe has dropped back in the Van der Stur racing no he's way back yeah that's the car that had problems early on isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely uh, anyway he's he's in 12th position for Eddie Killeen and I think he's yeah. now dropped off the lead lap in TCR Jeremy yeah, and uh, and Eddie certainly, you know, he's he's. Uh, I had a chat with him last weekend. You know, he's he's out there having fun. He's he's not a, uh, a, a doesn't consider himself a top line driver. He's honoured to be racing at this sort of level in these sort of cars. Absolutely loving it. But uh, you know, he's not out there to uh, winning the race is not really on his radar screen. Let me put it that way. Uh, he's he's out there having fun. Uh, the team has done a super job uh, this uh, this weekend so far with this uh, brand new Audi. It's a cool-looking car, it is. and uh, and it was a really good uh, showing for that team. And yeah, they're welcome to this. It's it's always new, nice to have new people in this series, particularly when they can run as, run as well as Travis Hill did in that first stint as well. Yeah, and and Jeremy makes the point there, and perhaps we we haven't made it forcefully enough. This is the new version, the evil version uh, of the Audi RS3 TCR. So it is distinctively different, both in its bodywork and some of its underpinnings. Although the engine and the uh, a, a lot of the other bits and pieces are the same, pickup points for the suspension, etc. But the bodywork in particular has been refined. It's got the reverse one neck rear wing mount, so the rear wing mount goes out behind the wing, and then you have the two swan necks reaching forward to attach the rear wing. That really cleans up the airflow onto the rear aerofoil off the rear screen. And remember, it is the only TCR car that is a sedan rather than a hatchback or a coupe-style car. And uh, Audi have stuck with that because they believe that that is an aerodynamic advantage. The wheel arch design is different, uh, distinctively so. And there's a lot more aero going on through the wheel arches and around the wheel arches as well and also they've toughened up both the front and rear wheel arches you remember how many times we've seen side to side contact with the TCRs and it's left a bit of bodywork sort of flapping as I describe it like an angry penguin um, well they've addressed that and uh, that should be less of an issue now some of the stuff you can't see much cleverer in terms of what's going on under the skin uh, in terms of serviceability and tunability the way the rear anti-brawl bar is mounted, for example, it's now a straight-through design. doesn't have to go uh, around the rear suspension. Uh, that's all being cleaned up, and it's much easier to clean. You can actually pull it out just by taking off one uh, or the taking off the rear wheels and taking off the clips. Pull it out, change it for another one, or tweak it up a little bit. So all these little things, little refinements that Audi Sport Customer Racing have uh, adapted that car and in fairness the Cupra which we don't see here in the US because they don't sell cars over here but the Cupra is based on the same platform and that new Evo is out as well and uh, that has similar refinements on that car always for always learning always moving forward and Cupra Sport who build all of the and have built all of the uh, VAG TCR cars are a very slick operation They've incorporated everything they've found out from the first generation of Golf, Seat and Cupra uh, and the Audis into the new cars. 
And as we're talking about Audi pit stops, one of the older cars with the older bodywork is in at the pit lane. That's John Morley making what I presume then will be his last pit stop with 33 minutes to go. That's going to drop him out of contention. Front tyres only going on that car. And at the front of the field, Jeremy, as we come down into the last 33 minutes, Eric Voss and Christian Simchak are controlling this race rather nicely. Trent Hinman is the same 3.3 seconds uh, off the back of Christian Simchak as he was when we talked about it last time. Uh, Aaron Tielitz has closed in a tiny bit, just on eight seconds to Trent Hinman, but not much more than a second or so there. And everybody at the front doing very similar lap times, early to mid 124s in the GS battle. Exactly right. Uh, the uh, the fastest lap of the race uh, has been set by Robin Liddell. Uh, he did that uh, about a dozen laps ago in the uh, Chevy Camaro. A 123.262 for Robin in that car number 71, currently running in the uh, sixth position. He certainly is making a bit of ground toward the number 40. Uh, Robin Liddell passed Gregory Leofouge into Stephen Cameron, racing BMW, what, a three, four laps ago. Uh, and he has pulled away from Gregory and uh, he's closing in a little bit on the next car ahead of him, which will be the PF Racing Mustang Pro of Chad McCombie. Whoops. Problem for the number 88 Hyundai with damage to the front splitter that was scraping on the ground. It just missed the entrance to the pit lane, I think, when the uh, driver spotted that and uh, has pulled to a halt between turns one and two. That's Bob Attrell for Hyundai Racing Canada, again new to the series. The front right-hand side of the splitter was banging on the floor and rattling along as he came across the start-finish line. You can clearly hear it. Now, didn't want no. to stop it on the front straight. So did he hit something or did he get hit? Uh, or has he picked up some damage from other debris on the circuit? Bit of a bump and run. Oh from Robbie Foley in the 96, by the way, a moment or two ago on yeah, the Porsche Andrew of Andrew Davis. Davis. But yeah. that, that was a different incident. Yeah, not sure what happened on that last lap also to uh, Christian Shimjak because he all oh, of a sudden the, he lost a bit of ground. Sorry, Jeremy. It's the whole of the under tray at the front. It's not just the right front. That's what I spotted as he went across the start-finish line. But it's actually the whole of the under tray. And Bob has pulled the car off. Obviously, that would have sounded awful inside the yeah. the car. He probably didn't realise what it was. Might have thought it was something engine-related because he was coming literally from right in front of him. I, I think he might have been able to limp that back round. But again, new team, new driver to the series. He's pulled it off out of the way as much as he can. Not sure they can leave that there. I think we might see, with half an hour to go, the full-course yellow... Um, and I've got to say, if anybody needed a pit stop, I, I would have thought they'd have dived in, and the caution is out yeah, on the start-finish line. I don't think anybody needs a stop, particularly with this full-course caution, uh, John. It's been uh, quite a while since uh, we went back to green. We went back to green However, after the, the only caution period, uh, half an hour into the race, so it's been what, an hour, just about an hour uh, of green flag running here. Um there were a few cars that have certainly helped number 90. Oh no, number 96 cars already made another stop, hasn't it? So I stopped. think everybody's good to go for fuel. Uh, 
what's interesting, Jeremy, is this has been called as a short yellow because I think oh, ah, well, they're, we, we they're waiting to oh. get inside the last 30 yes. minutes of the race before they called it. That's really smart from race control. Really smart from race control. 15 minutes between them uh, or 30 minutes to the end of the race at the discretion of race control they can call a short yellow which means the pits will not open here so they did get everybody at least a lap or two if they wanted to stop they haven't the caution has been called that looks like a fairly simple recovery uh, maybe even just a flat toe for that Hyundai Canada car really really good officiating once again from race control Jeremy Absolutely right. Yes, it is indeed. And uh, the the guy who's absolutely rejoicing right now, I would suggest, would be Robin Liddell because he has got the <laughs> fastest car on the racetrack. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, the gap uh, that uh, he was about uh, he's had this, uh, three, four, ten, twenty-five, thirty seconds behind the leader. That's going to be down to just four or five cars. So uh, this is going to be really interesting here for uh, Robin Liddell. Uh, bad news, of course, for the two Marilla racing entries at the front. Trent Hinman certainly helps him. He's uh, in that championship yes. lead at the moment. Aaron Tielitz running in fourth position then uh, for Riley Motorsports in the Toronto Gazoo uh, Latin America car. Uh, he brings him back in the, in the frame. Chad McCombie, uh, he was running next in the fifth position. Then it was Robin Liddell. Robin Liddell, over the course of the last... Uh, five laps since he had passed Gregory Leofuge in number 43 BMW, Robin Liddell had reduced the deficit to the number 40 pink Mustang ahead of him from 5.5 seconds to about three uh, over the course. So he's probably half a second a lap quicker than that number 40 car ahead of him. Look at that top seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven GS cars. Jeremy Shaw, look at the names there look at the teams there, look at the performance potential there um, they're all going to be line astern behind the Corvette C8 safety car I, I'm not writing any of those guys off from a podium uh, and possibly even better, there are some sharp drivers in there with some good cars under them Indeed so, and uh, we're also now in, in TCR <laughs> goodness gracious uh, the, the, uh, up until the well, was running this number 77 car uh, is leading in a TCR so the top four cars had been lapped by the overall GS leader Eric Foss everybody else however behind him led by the number 17 then number 33 98 117 2 99 54 15 5 you get my drift and 61 are all still on the lead lap so they are all going to be able now to go past the safety car and run around to the back of the pack they hadn't been lapped by their class leader so they are going to be back in contention in tcr and that is going to be a real fun fight uh, at the uh, for the closing what 20 minutes or so of this race in TCR we've got probably yeah, five or six cars that have got a leg legitimate chance to win the race overall we've got uh, I reckon 11 cars that can conceivably lead and win in TCR all right then hold Stand on your hats back yes exactly right <laughs> The pass around is happening. That's what Jeremy was talking about. So if you've seen cars pull out a line and go by, that's absolutely uh, okay, uh, so long as you are um, deserving of it. So that's all happened. Um, I think we'll get uh, Andrew Davis 
in the GS car number uh, number E number, number what car is Andrew in? He's in the number eight, eight isn't he? The red, yeah. white, and black Porsche. I think we'll get him recycled to the front of the field. They'll do a split very quickly and put the GS cars back at the front. There's a few further back who are a lap down at the moment. So let's see if that gets done as well. But I reckon we'll be racing again with a little over 20 minutes to go as the number 88 Quaker State sponsored Hyundai uh, of Canada car, Hyundai Racing Canada car, and Bob Attrell yeah. goes behind the wall. Yeah, hats off to those guys. I mean, they had all sorts of problems yesterday, hardly got any running at all uh, in that car. Uh, and uh, they come out today and given a really good account of themselves. Yeah, they had that uh, a sort of a, a gift at the start where he probably should have been called a penalty for being out of, out of sync, out of, out, of, out of his line on the, at the start. But hey, he was at the back of the field in any case. So hats off to race control for giving that, him that pass there. And, and since then, he'd run some really good laps. So, yep. uh, the youngster, uh, Connor Attrell, and then handing over to his dad. So it, it'll be a disappointing end to the day for them. But it turns some very competitive lap times. And it's been a really good showing for that team. I know I spoke to Bob yesterday, uh, via, uh, and uh, yeah, he was uh, a little bit disappointed with the problems they'd had, mainly electrical issues, but also some fuel system difficulties as well, just because it's everything's different on this car. They, you know, they're used to running sprint races. This is the first time they run a long-distance race like this. Uh, but uh, to, to overcome those problems and run well today, hats off to you guys. Well done. Uh, we'll go green next time around, I reckon. The GS Clat split is happening right now but we have just crossed the start finish line with the Corvette C8 safety car so I reckon we'll have just on 20 minutes, 2-0 minutes uh, to run for the Canadian Time Motorsports Part 120 for the IMSA Michelin Pilot Sports Car Challenge for 2022. Let's give you uh, a rundown of how it stands then in TCR, Mason Felipe for Brian Herter Autosport leads a Brian Herter Autosport one, two, three, four, all with Hyundai Atlantis. The 77, Mark Wilkin is in the 33, Harry Godsackler in the 98, Michael Lewis in the number one. Now, they're all teammates, but they're all racing. There are no team orders in Brian Herder Autosport. Ideally, don't run into your teammates, um, but that has happened in the past and happened just a few minutes ago. Uh, earlier on in this race when the number 98 and 77 got together uh, I don't think it was Mason Felipe and Harry Godsack who was driving there it was the two teammates but there was a little bit of vinyl traded from them so there is the opportunity to still see a bit of bump and grind at the sharp end of that field first non-BHA Hyundai is the Audi RS3 LMS Sequential, the original version of Unitronics and Mighty Taylor. That's the number 17 car, Unitronic JDC Miller Motorsport. That's the yellow and white car. That's the colours you'll spot from a distance. Then we're back to Ryan Norman in the number two Brian Herter car. That's the car with the blue front and the red and white down the sides. That eggshell blue is the N for Nürburgring. And for Nanking as well, the Research and Development Centre for Hyundai Motors. Then it's uh, Carl Whitmer in the number 99 Victor Gonzalez races Honda Civic. That's the 99. Stephen Simpson in the number 54 Michael Johnson racing Hyundai. And then another 
of the RS3s, the originals, Denny Dupont, who was very quick when he got into that Belgard and Technicil machine. Uh, in ninth place, top ten made up by KMW with the Alpha. This brings the Alpha back into it as well. They'll all yes. be line astern. Uh, and finally, John Morley for Road Shagger Racing. At the front of the field, it's Eric Foss and Christian Shimjak for the 56 and 72, the two orange cars. Watch Trent Hinman on the restart in the yellow Aston Martin. Watch Aaron Tealitz in the red, white and black GR Gazoo Racing Super GT4 from Riley Motorsports. And watch the pink PF Racing car but particularly watch the white and green Rebel Rock Racing Chevy Camaro the number 71 because Robin Liddell is in with a sniff of something here, they won here they have won here in the past and Robin would like to be on the top step of the podium again and get a really nice restart in behind the PF Racing car at the front of the field it was a very good start by the leader Eric Voss with just on 21 minutes as they went across the line in this race the green flag, Owen Trinkler into the pits off the end of that full course yellow. Remember, the pits yeah. did not open. Yeah, I think he probably needed a splash of fuel because you remember he took over from uh, uh, Ted Giovannis right at the 40-minute mark into this race, so he would have needed uh, some fuel. He was a lap down in any case, so uh, disappointing day for, for that team. But uh, he, uh, I'm sure, just needed a splash. So hopefully he can get going again and finish the race. And yeah, he hasn't come out of the pits yet, so that's no, he hasn't, a, bit has a, it? Just noticed that. a bit of a worry. Uh, we'll keep an eye uh, on that. Uh, meanwhile, the Eric Foster running it, running in the lead of this race, just uh, amazing consistency. This team. Uh, has shown over the last uh, 70 races back to 2015 they finished top 10 55 times which is pretty darn impressive 28 top fives amongst that uh, amongst that string as well and, and uh, they've already had one race win this season and Eric Foss trying to put some pressure on the number seven team in the battle for the overall championship oh. position change there as the uh, Fourth place has just gone the way of Michael Lewis getting ahead of Mikey Taylor. Don't check that. It was uh, Mikey Lewis getting ahead of Harry Gottsacker, the number one car, uh, ahead of its teammate. And that was the, for third position. That was for second position. My apologies, the number one car going through uh, ahead of the 98. So it is still... Mark Wilson, lovely bit of overtaking. Uh, Hyundai on Hyundai, uh, just coming through to the end of the lap. Nasty moment a second or two ago with the front end getting out of line for the number 77 of Mason Felipe. And that's dropped him sitter. down. Yeah, dropped him well back. Yeah, well, has it? Yeah, because he was leading he, he, from the pole and was leading this race. So uh, they've had no luck at all that uh, that number... 77 this season have four pole positions but a best finish so far of uh, just uh, seventh place of so a seventh eighth and a ninth so they are much 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 faster than that oh yeah absolutely agree Trent Hinman keeping the leaders honest the two Marilla racing cars and He's just pulled a little bit of room on the Riley Motorsports. Aaron Tealitz driven Toyota Supra, but Aaron responding with a very good final sector last time around. Bob Attrell for the Hyundai Racing Canada 88 is back in the pit lane. It was fuel and tyres for Owen Trinkler. And also, uh, I saw that the 
number eight car had been off at turn two. That was Andrew Davis for McCann Racing. It's dropped him back down uh, a wee bit as well behind the TC car, TCR cars. So that car has dropped out of contention at the sharp end of the GS field. But the top ten in GS after the restart still within 8.6 seconds. And the TCRs just as close. Yeah, but in the lead for the second week running, Mark Wilkins in car number 33. Traffic becoming an issue now, and the TCRs starting to catch the back of the GS, the slightly slower GS cars. Yeah, actually, I'm not sure whether they will do because uh, we've got all the pro drivers now in the GS car, in Good the point. GT car, GT4s. So uh, there shouldn't really be any stragglers. They should be able to uh, to stay ahead and not interfere. One hopes with the TCR battle. Battle for third in TCR at the final corner. This is going to be contact. It is contact, and it's a damaged left front for the Unitronics machine. Came from a, again from a long way back there. It looks, it is so hard to judge that. And he's not moving. I think it's broken the left front steering arm uh, on that car. The number 17, a big sideways moment for the third place Hyundai of Harry Gotsack. He was getting the run from turn nine, got to the right-hand side to the apex. Big wide entry from the number 98. So it looks like the door's open. No, but it's not that was way there. too optimistic. No, it's not. Yeah, I completely agree with you, John. It was just way too optimistic there from Mikey Taylor. And, uh, you know, he's got a fast car. He's set the fastest lap of the race. He's still got uh, well, nearly 15 minutes remaining in this race. Didn't need to make that lunge there, uh, I don't think. He wasn't really close enough to dive down the inside. He certainly wasn't alongside in the braking, no. at the end of the braking area at he's... the turning point. So, uh, no, that Left. was... Uh, Left front tyre is gone, and uh, I think he was thinking about getting to back to the pits, but it would have been a whole lap. He's pulled off almost behind the wall, down towards turn one. If he can reverse from there and get it under or beside the wall and out of the direct... Uh, firing line as it were yes he has oh that's brilliant work I, I don't think we need to go yellow here Jeremy I think that's covered by the left hand side wall running down to turn one so a mistake in the first place I would say Some somewhat optimistic uh, low percentage lunge as the responsible adult calls it but Mikey Taylor has redeemed himself there by getting the car out of the way not, not as far as the team and they really needed a result as well yeah but that now leads leaves the top four as still the Brian Herder Autosport Hyundais. And now the first non-BHA Hyundai is the Victor Gonzalez Honda, who, remember, stayed out for ages and ages and ages and ages and then for a few minutes more before Carl Whitmer took over from Victor Gonzalez in the VGRT machine. And he sits in fifth position ahead of a very rapid Denny Dupont in the Belgarden Technicale, Audi in sixth position. Can they break the stranglehold of Hyundai at the front of the race? Yeah, the two uh, battling leaders here, Mark Wilkins under intense pressure here from defending series champion and uh, and uh, second in the points now because they lost the points lead oh. with, the, with the problem last time out at Watkins Glen. Drive time, I think it was a drive time issue they had at Watkins Glen, dropped into the back uh, the number one car for 
Michael Lewis and Taylor Hagler. Yeah, and Robert Liddell's up into fifth and has just set the fastest overall lap of the race, 123.144. He's got past Chad McCombie for PF Racing. And now he's 1.2 seconds behind Aaron Tillits, but the time is running down 13 minutes still to go. And he is, and you say that, of course, he's still only three and a half seconds away from the leaders. So any stumble, any issue, any traffic... And Liddell could be right there. Trent Hinman still keeping the two leaders honest. He's not on the tailpipes. He's not on the bumper. But the top four on the same part of the Mario Andretti straight. Heading under the Canadian tyre walkover bridge. There go the leaders. Then wait. There's the third place car. There's the fourth and there's the fifth. As quickly as I can say that, that's the gaps. That's what three quarters of a second and half a second and a second actually means in terms of the cars at speed on that back straight section of the race. Across the line with 12 minutes and 18 seconds to go. And Trent Hinman, I think, is being caught a little bit by Aaron Tielitz here. But they are not making ground on the two AMG GT4s ahead of them, Jeremy. No, because uh, the race leader, Eric Foss, has just heard his best lap of the race uh, on this last lap, on the lap uh, 68 so he's uh, kept a little bit in hand, perhaps, as Eric Foss. Some super drive uh, by both him, I think, uh, and uh, Mark Miller, who started this car. And uh, now it's up to Eric Foss to bring it home. Christian Schimzetler is still right there in second position. Super battle between these two. Uh, as you say, Trent Hinman there running in third position. But he's going to be having his, his hands full of not only Varantinitz, but also Robin Liddell uh, as well. 123.144, by the way, new fastest lap. That is a new lap record. The record was uh, stands back in 2019 to Gregory Leofusion and Aston Martin. That's Robin Liddell, by the way, that we're talking about for that in the number 71 Urban Grid Rebel Rock Racing car. We've got to pick our Michelin moment of the race. It might not have happened yet. Has it been defined? TCR and in GS. I'm going to throw a really weird one in for TCR. Um, just because I think it's great for the team. I think the tooth car leading overall is uh, a real moment of the race for them. Brand new team in the into the series, learning all the way along. They're not going to get the result that they would have liked today, but it was nice to see them not only leading TCR, but actually leading the race uh, overall. Uh, I'll give my core commentators a chance to think of... Co- uh, uh, a couple of ideas. Shea says for GS. Shea, what have you got for GS? Uh, so I've got two. I've got a weird one in Michael McCann's opening stint uh, where the number eight Porsche went from, what, eighth on the grid to second. And my other one is kind of the obvious one, Marilla Racing. They qualified three cars in the top five, and they've got one, two right now on the track. Yep, very good. I'll uh, let Jeremy think about that for uh, a moment or two. Uh, we get down to the last 10 minutes off right in front of the leaders and it's a big bouncy moment for one of the club sport Caymans it's the uh, purple and white hard point number 22 oh my goodness me they've had no look whatsoever and that was nearly a very big moment and again it's the top of the hill at uh, turn number 3 Sean McAllister somehow holding on to a booking bronco of the 
purple and white car sliding sideways. How close to the tyres without hitting that? Did it actually yeah. clip the left rear Michelin on that tyre bundle, Jeremy? If not, yes, it did. It's taken. It's just detached the left rear corner of the bumper. My goodness me, he needs to put the lottery on tonight because that was absolutely fortunate for him. Yeah, unfortunately, he'd already, he already did the job properly yesterday uh, in the uh, practice session. They had a big crash, uh, missed qualifying as a result of that. So he's already hit the wall once. That time, at least, it was only a nick. Uh, yesterday wasn't a nick. It was a big shunt. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, he was a lap down, that car. Uh, this stage in the race, but uh, he's gained some, gained some experience there, Sean McAllister. Raced the uh, the Shell top-up car last season, you might remember, in the uh, or last few years in the uh, in the Porsche series, GT3 Cup series. Uh, but uh, a new best lap of the race, by the way, by our race leader last time around, incrementally faster. I mean, Nats Whisker, it was, a, a, again, 123.66. This time it was 123.664 for Eric Foss, his new best lap of the race. But uh, the, the, those top five cars now are all pretty tightly tightly well, uh, matched uh, they have to be because Robin Liddell yeah. is close right up on them now he's only a tenth of a second away from Aaron Tealich for fourth position is there a podium beckoning here for the Urban Grip Rebel, Rebel Rock race racing at number 71 Camaro maybe that's the, a moment of the race as Liddell is charging through the field what about that first stint in GS from the Toyota and uh, Fenechi, who did a great job not having the track knowledge uh, compared to others. That's a, a good shout as well, coming from Rob, our producer in, in London. He likes to keep an eye on these things as well. Tim Probert, too, for me, is another yes. would be worth, uh, worth a shout on that one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Great absolutely right. And, and ha- I mean, OK, it's, it doesn't have to be the, uh, the people who win their classes. Uh, and quite often it isn't on the Michelin moment of the race. We've got about five minutes before we've got to let the responsible adult know uh, where the new set of tyres in TCRT and in uh, GS are going. At the front of the TCR field, half a second seems like a bit of a cushion for Mark Wilkins over Michael Lewis at the moment and certainly 1.4 seconds back to Harry Gottsacker that's not a cushion that's a full three-piece suite in the context of what we've seen in the last half an hour or so and at the front of the field it's still just two tenths is Trent Hindman coming back I'm not sure still about um, nine tenths eight tenths a second he's been pressed by Tealitz and Robin Liddell's right there. They're all on the front straight together. That is your front five. Then there's a gap back to sixth place. The bright pink PF racing car. That's about six seconds. Leaders coming into a little bit of traffic. Now, this is the danger time. Some GT4 traffic ahead as they're coming up to... That must be Owen Trinkler. Well, Owen will have his wits about him. Also got the Tooth Racing car, I think, out there as well. Tooth Autosport car, Eddie Colleen. So those are the two cars that they're coming up to catch at Turn 5. So this is where the leaders need to keep their wits about them. This is potentially an opportunity for Robin Liddell, who's gone past the Aaron Tealitz riding motorsports car already. So Liddell up to fourth and is charging. He's now got sight of a podium position. It's easy to spot because it's bright yellow and it's the Vault Aston Martin. And Liddell, the Scotsman from the border country originally. And closing in 
on a podium at a track Jeremy Shaw that Rebel Rock Racing have tasted success at the par in the past. They have, and uh, I would love to do so again here. Actually, TCR, the Alpha, has been making up places. Tim Lewis up to sixth position now in that uh, number five car. He's, he's about five seconds behind Mark Wilkins, and with only five minutes rem remaining in this race, I don't think he could probably win it, but uh, a podium, possibly. We're going to keep our powder dry for a moment on our Michelin moments of the race. So here come the leaders to put a lap on the Team TGM car. It's uh, Owen Trinkler. The TCR leaders, by the way, have just gone across the start-finish line. Still with that 1.4-second gap back to third place. And still, the top four is Brian Herter, Autosport. No, actually, it's not. Of course, now, because we've got Victor Gonzalez racing in fourth position. So, can Carl Whitmer, just six-tenths away, can he get on the podium? Maybe that's a opportunity for Michelin moment of the race after that extremely long run without the pit stop, right to the half-distance mark from Victor Gonzalez Racing Team and Victor Gonzalez himself. Carl Whitmer with a chance of a podium here. Yeah, that Camaro is fast and uh, Trent him and they're going a little bit defensive into that final couple of corners making sure there's no room for Robin Liddell to do any kind of a dive bomb pass here caught the but leaders though Jeremy the catch yeah, of the well, leaders yes indeed of about half the gap now who's got the tyre life yet le left for this last two or three laps it looks to me as though it's been a measured charge back a charge but a measured charge not a complete sort of Banzai move from Robin Liddell he's picked everybody off and now he gets alongside Trent for a moment but then drops back into line looks to me as though the leader Eric Voss is just starting to struggle with the tyres underneath him a little bit particularly under braking Liddell right there on Hinman a little bit of a bump into the second part of Moss Corner turn five now those EMGs, oh, side by side from the two EMGs at the front of the field. That is, that is going to slow them down. It makes them very difficult to pass. But I think this is Christian Simchak, who's going round the outside of turn eight on his teammate. Oh, my goodness me. With probably one more lap to go at the end of this. And that has allowed Trent Hinman and Robin Liddell right onto the tail. And don't count out Aaron Tielitz either, because he's not too far back. So... The gloves are off, Jeremy, in the Barillo yeah. Racing Camp. Yeah, two laps to go. And super consistent by our race leader. Until that lap, that lap, he'd lost about half a second. The previous three laps were all within thousandths of a second for the race leader, Eric Foss. But I don't know he made a slight mistake down at Moss Hairpin that enables Shimjack to get a run on him up the hill. But now it's Shimjack who's got his mirrors full of not only the Aston Martin, he can't miss that, that bright yellow car, but also Robin Liddell. And, and Aaron Tienitz is closing in as well as a result of that. He's just uh, gone purple in the final sector as Aaron Tienitz. Wow. So that means he's had a good run onto the first part of the lap in that red, white and black Gazoo Racing South America GT4 Supra. Really been a good run for the Supra today. They've done a great job, particularly with their opening driver. Now, once again, 
We've just spread a little bit, but we've got the number eight car. This is Andrew Davis, McCann Racing ahead of them. Well, Andrew is a experienced driver as well. It will be white flag this time around. We're coming down to the lap time right now of 1.24, so it'll be under that. Andrew trying to stay out the way of the leader. Almost puts himself into the pit lane there. That was very unselfish. Let them. In fact, he did come into the pits. That's very unselfish for Andrew. White flag is out, and there's a mistake on the final corner. As we head on to the last lap, Eric Voss just putting the left-hand side Michelins into the dirt and throwing up a huge dust cloud. Now, do they hold position, these two? What has Trent Hinman got in third? And can Robin Liddell get on the podium? Liddell looks down the inside at the bottom of the hill at turn two. It's not a passing manoeuvre I've seen before. Trent Hinman is defending into every corner now, has to. He's coming from the middle of the road. Maybe he's struggling with a bit of tyre grip as well. And Robin Liddell with maybe one more opportunity. Last corner? Or can he do something at turn five? He's very quick. In the second part of turn five, but it's so tight here. He's going to have a look down the inside and he nudges the back of the vault. Aston Martin pushes that offline just a little bit. Trent Hinman, though, covered the exit of that corner and gets a really good exit. Meantime, at the front, Eric Voss has got one and a half, call it two, maybe almost three cars lengths now. And here comes Aaron Tielitz. He's getting a huge draft down the... Mario Andretti straight into turn eight. Final time. There's two more corners. 56, Marillo. Eric Voss leads. Surely he's not going to throw this away now. One more corner. It's the right-hander. He comes through. The top five are going to be within a second and a half or two seconds. It's Marillo, one and two. Vault racing, three, four is Rebel Rock. And five is Riley Motorsports. Two Mercedes, an Aston Martin, a Chevy Camaro and a Toyota Supra. Within a second and a half. A Mustang in fourth position, for, in sixth position, excuse me, for PF. Then the first of the Porsches and a BMW. Seven different manufacturers in the top eight. Here's TCR coming to the line. What a week it's been for Robert Wiggins and Mark Wilkins. Winners last time out. Under a week ago, Robert Wiggins with his first born just at the start of the race weekend and they'll go two for two in the Canada Day and July 4th weekend back to back marvellous stuff it's the number one car that comes home in second place Michael Lewis brings that one home and the 98 in third makes it a clean sweep off the podium for Brian Hurd at Autosport magnificent stuff and Robert Wiggins gets to stand atop a podium. It was a, a wee while coming, but he's back on twice in two races and twice in a week, Jeremy. Yeah, tremendous. We wonder whether the floodgates might open. Two wins in a row then for this uh, Canadian pairing. Uh, the, uh, the first race, well, just, just south of Canada, mic, uh, just over the lake there at Watkins Glen. But uh, that was a tremendous performance by both of these two. Mark Wilkins had a lot of pressure towards the end there from Michael Lewis, the defending series champion. But uh, that's exactly what uh, he was looking for here for, for, for Robbie Wickens. Wow, you know, he was, uh, he was pretty pleased with his performance last weekend and should be again now. Great effort by both uh, of those guys and a tremendous day for the uh, Brown Herder Autosport with Kerbaga Jackie team. One, two, three, four in TCR. Uh, one, two, three, with, was it not, with Carl Whitner in fourth position? 
uh, at the end there for the Honda Civic. I'll check the other timing screen. Sheer Adam, meantime, is with uh, one of the winning teams at least. Sheer, where are you? I'm with Mark Miller, and yeah, I want to walk with you because it's to the top step oh. of the podium. And one, two for Marilla Racing. How great does this feel? You know, it's, it's, it's pretty surreal for me because, you know, like before yesterday, I'd, um, I hadn't sat in the car. So, uh, but, you know, Marilla Racing, like I said uh, yesterday, they are a top-notch uh, group. It was really special to be able to fill in for Jeff. I, I really... I would give this up for Jeff to be able to be in the car, but it feels good to be, be able to, uh, you know, fill in for him and just do a, a good job. I feel bad for um, uh, Kenny, who led his whole stint because he was just rock solid and saved a great amount of fuel. And it was just a, it was just fun race overall. But to get a one-two here in Mosport, this is obviously one of my favorite tracks. I raced here quite a bit in Canadian uh, stock cars, Formula cars, Formula 1200. Uh, haven't been back here since 17, so uh, this is a nice return, I think, five years later. Yeah, I think they'd better start using you more often. Congrats, Mark. Thank you. appreciate it. Well, let's uh, hustle down to the TCR winners. Always easy to find Brian Hurt. Uh, well, come on then, Jeremy and Cher. Cher, if you uh, pop your mic back open again whilst you're walking, let's have your uh, Michelin moments of the race for GS from everything that we've had. Cher, what's your nomination? Uh, I'm going to stick with Tim Probert and give it to him because uh, that opening stint from him was something special. And I'm just going to see if I can dive in. Robbie, we're making a habit of this. Two weeks in a row, race winner, but this time north of the border. How much more special is it? I don't know what's more uh, special that it's in Canada or the circumstances that, that we did it today. I mean, honestly, I can't thank everyone at Brian Autosport enough for not only giving me the freedom to um, not be here yesterday for the birth of my first child, but oh man, but to uh, yeah, get the win, Mark just drove such a great job the car was awesome, they set up the car so well without me there, so all I had to do was just get in and, and keep the car out of trouble and, and, and Mark did the rest. Hey, congrats and we look forward to the little one learning to swim <laughs> up in Lake Country soon. Me too, thank you uh, not sure. Uh, not sure. Eric Voss has meant to kidnap the VP Racing uh, Fuels checkered flag and take it for a run round the paddock, but that's what he's doing at the moment. GS moment of the race for you, uh, Jeremy. Uh, do you go with Tim Probert? You're going to offer up something else? Well, I mean, there's all sorts of great causes, but look, I, let's. I love to give you things like this to somebody different. I, I think it was a tremendous effort uh, by him, uh, and particularly as you know, the, the race uh, was taken out of their grasp for he and, and, and Brent Mosin there by a mechanical problem. Uh, let's give them a little bit of a carrot here. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll vote for that as well. But uh, lots of standout performances. Number 14 team, uh, again, a really good run by them. Uh, and, uh, yeah, lots of good efforts. And what about TCR from you, Jeremy? TCR, oh, um, gosh, I mean, there's so much happened in this race. Yeah, look, look again, uh, a tremendous effort, I think, by Tooth Order Sport. Uh, a great second ever race at this level well no they've done a few races in the past haven't they uh, but uh, a really good effort it's been this weekend uh, for them led the race led the race overall uh, and uh, that was a tremendous performance and you know it's moments of the race so you're making the decision to come in uh, kind of off strategy although everybody else came in at the same time during that first caution period they didn't need to come in at that stage uh, and they called all the strategic calls just right Spot. led the race as I say brilliant drive made some passes made a lot of passes as well so that's the 26 tcr two thought is bought for the strategy and for leading the race overall never mind uh, the tcr 
very early on in their uh, IMSA career. Uh, and it will be uh, Marilla, Marillo Racing. Uh, I mean, you could give it to all of Marillo Racing, uh, to be honest. But Tim Probert, uh, in particular, for qualifying in that first stint, it didn't go uh, their way uh, in terms of uh, what happened uh, later on. So that would be the uh, 65 car uh, for uh, Marillo Racing. Uh, with their uh, two other team members on first and second on on the uh, on the podium, so there are your winners for the Michelin moment of the race, and we'll make sure they get a new set of brand new set of racing tyres. Everyone coming back towards the paddock and to the uh, uh, to the. Uh, victory circle which is down at the end of uh, pit lane what a race jeremy uh, what a race uh, seven different manufacturers in the top eight overall late race restarts 29 minutes to go or 20 minutes to go rather giving us uh, plenty of excitement robin liddell charging back through the field as seemingly only robin liddell can but you can't take anything away from marillo racing uh, top two and our michelin moment of the race they'll uh, they'll think that was a decent weekend yeah, it was. It was a great race. I mean, we, we talked about the beginning. If it's a nice, clean race, let's hope for a nice, clean race because we've had various incidents in recent events. So that was certainly that uh, today. And we had, uh, yeah, there was just the, uh, with a couple of brief full course cautions, but nothing too major. And for the most part, just a really tremendous race of great driving. And that was a lot of fun. Sheer Adam is in the melee. We'll see if we can grab uh, one more interview before we wrap things up. It's been a cracking points. Super Saturday. Uh, let's uh, head to Jeremy for the points then, whilst uh, uh, we see if anyone else turns up to talk to Sheer. Jeremy, how's it standing in GS? In GS, uh, Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hinman, that vault racing uh, Aston Martin, uh, they have their lead trimmed now, 1,780 points to the 1,690 of Eric Foss. Eric Foss, of course, has three different co-drivers, so he's running solo there in the points table. And uh, They are now pulling away uh, from uh, Kenny Marillo and Christian Shimjak, who will move up into third position. They're about 270 points behind Eric Foss, so a brilliant day for uh, that uh, Marillo racing team. In the manufacturer points, by the way, in, uh, in GS... Uh, things are tightening up there. Aston Martin lead on 1870. With the win today, I reckon Mercedes will vault from fourth to second on 1820. Uh, 1790 for Porsche, 1710 for BMW. So super tight there in the GS manufacturer battle. In uh, TCR, with the second place finish today, Michael Lewis and Taylor Hagler will move back ahead of Roy Block and Tim Lewis Jr., having trailed coming into this weekend narrowly, back into the points lead there. But again, all things tightening up there. 1690 to 1650, and then on 1600 apiece are Harry Gottsucker and Parker Chase, and with two wins back to back, Robbie Wickens as well. So the top four uh, teams in TCR, covered now by just 90 points. And uh, remember, that's uh, 10 times more than the old system that we used to have. So that's pretty tight. Very tight indeed. Very tight indeed. Let's speak to someone else who'll stand on the podium. On the third step of the box, Trent Hinman is with uh, Sheer Adam. Great run for the Vault Racing Aston Martin. 
And a great points day at the end of it, Trent. You've got to be happy with this one. It's a trophy and still in the championship. It is, it is. It certainly is. And um, just thrilled with the Volt Racing guys and uh, the Wright Motorsports team. That was probably the hardest that I had to uh, drive all year. It was such a de hard defensive fight. Um, you know, the Murillo guys, congrats to them. They really had good pace today. Obviously, I saw Robin coming, and he's he's always a tough guy to race with. So I'm just happy that uh, the race ended with that uh, when it did. And, you know, just grateful for, uh, for a great team and everybody pulling together to make this one happen. Were you running out of tires a bit there at the end? I'm sorry? Were you running out of tires there at the end? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody was. And... Um, you know, I mean, the repave here at uh, CTMP has been really good. You know, nobody really got a super long run in practice, so you weren't too sure what was going to happen um, really until the race. You're kind of going in blind. So lots of good data for next year. Um, looking forward to coming back. Looking forward to uh, getting racing again here at the CTMP. Four podiums on the season so far. You're stringing together a good one. Good luck to Lime Rock. Trying, trying. Just, uh, it's all down to the team, all down to the Volt, uh, Volt Racing guys. And uh, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we're going to hand over 90.7 FM and the PA uh, in a moment or two, but not before we've said thank you very much to you for turning out this Saturday here at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. And wherever you've been listening and watching around the world, it's been fabulous to have your company. Shea Adam was down in the pit lane for us for the Canadian Tire Motorsport Park 120 on the latest round of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Sports Car Challenge for 2022. We move on to another short track, the Bull Ring, that is Lime Rock Park. That's the next time we'll see these cars out. But don't forget, tomorrow we have the WeatherTech Sports Car Challenge for you. Michelin Countdown to Green and the full race live. And we'll have a bit of coverage of the warm-up for you as well. Thank you to our technical team, our camera operators on site, uh, those who have done all the hard work at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park and done all the clever and arty stuff further afield. That comes out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Jason, thank you very much for all your hard work as well down there. And it was Rob Lomas who was uh, up in London making sure that our sound went to the world. As ever, Eve Hewitt is the responsible adult and Jeremy Shaw and I say thank you to her as does she and I say thank you to my core commentators we'll see you at Lime Rock Park for the next one of the Michelin Pilot Challenge and we'll be back tomorrow for the big one yes the Sunday race join us then bye bye this programme is a Radio Show Limited production tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com